What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 63. I hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, thank you to all the the return listeners and subscribers, and thank you to everybody who's come to see us this week for the first time. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all those buttons, the bells and whistles. Um, yeah, so this week, oh, Resident homies, Casey, Joel, and Joseph, always with me. I'm Anthony. Um, again, going to plug them one more time. They had their launch this week, uh, Battleforged Coffee. Please go check them out, uh, battleforgedcoffee.com. It's our homies in Deeds of Flesh. They've been working on this for the last year, and they finally launched. You can go uh, get whole beans, get grind, five-pound bags, other accessories, all that shit. But, yeah. Go help out the homies in uh, the underground death metal scene with their new company, Battleforged Coffee. Shit's amazing, dude. I really fucking like it. I, I already hit up Mike and I'm like, dude, where's my where's where's another bag? But actually, where's I'm my, trying to get my first bag. Where, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're calling out your death metal dad right now. But <laughs> I already got you guys on the list for the next samples. Out. I'm just kidding. No? I know. I know. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, here we are again. Always in your living room, in your ears, in your on your computer every single week, Friday. And this week, we uh, are bringing a nice fucking killer slab of underground technical black death thrash melodic fucking craziness for you guys that if you guys don't know, please, after this episode, do your research because you need to know what the fuck is up with this band. We got Ben and Tyler from Zoth, Seattle's based fucking craziness what's going on guys hey how's it going yo hell yeah guys and and, you know it's um what we like to do with this show is we like to talk to everybody but another thing that we've always had in our little podcast meetings that we have outside of recording these things is like giving platforms to people who we know are fucking super talented. They're fucking grinding and they're getting their music out there like DIY independent style. And, and we really would love to give this as a platform to you guys and showcase like people like you and, and and just get the stuff out there. Just like help push it just a little bit. You know I mean? You guys have been grinding enough to where, it got into our radar and shit and fucking Joel and Joseph are being, they've actually been see, seeing you live and shit. So it's like, Joel, tell us about that. Like how you got us into them and saw them and stuff. Actually, it was Joseph. Joseph actually texted me oh. at 6 PM and was like, Hey, you want to go see a sick death metal show tonight? And I was like, fuck, come on. Not really. But um, <laughs> I have to go to work super early. Um, and, and I was and like, I could be convinced is what I you said. You were actually my backup. I, originally had a friend to go with and (laughs) he canceled on me so then i inadvertently (laughs) i had to invite joel who ended up getting super stoked on the live show that night and uh chase was there and uh ezra that was there would your first pick have been as stoked as joel you think uh they would have been stoked but not as stoked as joel ended up being it was pretty much uh uh best case scenario someone the, randomly the universe works guys. gets turned on and gets really like, into it he so. was like sending us videos and, t- and to our chat and stuff and just like check out this band i saw last night they're like insane like yeah we we're watching no, just going like what the fuck like this is insane and then we heard you guys are going to be on and so i was like blasting it like the last day or two like especially yesterday last night with my friends and dude 
we were just like what the fuck like this band is out of control dude so i mean it's it's crazy like the execution live too like i was that's the main thing i was like i haven't even really heard them on biscuit and it just came across perfect live like the battle solos i felt the fucking what's tyler's a, what's like, a disc what's a disc what are you talking about oh it's a it's a it's like a square thing that you put into a lunchbox <laughs> it's a square but thing uh a circle <laughs> yeah but uh and i remember like seeing and actually the one of the funnier things too there's there like comedy behind it too like tyler's fucking introductions to songs were like we're getting i was like listening to what he's saying and i just, I just start cracking up because he would just take it so far like off like the the fucking deep end with like the descriptions of something and i'm just like oh my god i was like <laughs> this band's hilarious and shredding and fucking like all the things that i like i don't know so yeah no i was super stoked how was that tour was it good that was excellent yeah definitely yeah. our best tour ever so was it did you guys put it together i mean you guys like we said earlier you guys are diy so like you guys had to do all the booking and everything for it yeah i booked i booked it with our drummer uh, jeremy we worked on that together for a couple months damn no it's definitely it's probably one of the most i know exciting things i've seen just not knowing what i'm walking myself into and and just like going like, oh, this band has a cool logo. Let's check it out. Fuck it, I'm down. Like, you know, like well, I was doing gonna, that whole thing. I was going to bring that up too because that's that's kind of like a common thing we've talked about it many a times on the podcast. It's like, and it's mainly my question, but I love to ask this. It's like, what's a fucking sick band you've seen that you had no idea what they sounded like, no idea about them before you walk into a live setting, then you see them in the live setting for the first time and you fell in love. And this is one of those bands for Joel not me because i wasn't yeah, there that cool. live but i i mean i fell in love with you guys listening to your album but joel had it, it joseph didn't have this experience just that night just joel had that experience that i i always ask people like what's that band and it's not there's been many a bands for people but i'm saying like to have one recently like this is a fucking cool experience to be able to recount it on the show now too yeah, Speaking of the logo, I love the logo and the, the whole octopus thing and the, your art and everything. So sick. <laughs> so Ben, we've we've hung out before, right? That's what you said at the bar. We've partied or something before back in the day. Yeah, we drank at a uh, suffocation show. I think it was on Halloween at the okay. whiskey. Oh or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or it Definitely. was outside the key club or something. Definitely. Yeah, that was a. Uh... I remember all that night, dude. It was super. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna be like, really? Lisa. It was. It was very brief. But what I remember is this one guy wouldn't leave me alone at the end of the night, and he ended up punching me in the neck, screaming "White Power." Mm. That was me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Was, yeah, no, dude. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm all. This wouldn't wouldn't leave you alone. Like that doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> that was what, weird this is what i did right after we met dude <laughs> yeah. damn that's uh me, me and tyler and i are like dude don't don't point the <laughs> i'm just bald i, got, I swear <laughs> i got two baldies next to each other on my screen <laughs> me too <laughs> just looks like uh two oh, q-tips oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck yeah guys well um so how we usually do this is i mean with with two different guys, it's kind of hard to know. You guys got. I'm actually putting it in your court to figure it out. But whoever wants to start it off, start it off. Um, we'd like to take. We like to go back as far as you possibly can take us. Take us to childhood when you know um, you're you're bumping. Your parents are listening to music, and all of a sudden something clicks with you, and it's like let's pay attention to music and started. You know that snowball. Hmm. 
<laughs> All right, then I'm going to go for it. Ben, you go since you were first on. Well, I mean, I remember listening to things, but nothing I totally fell in love with. Maybe Weird Oh, Weird Al. Yeah, uh, nice, fat. dude. You know, the you know what's funny is I li- I'm, I'm listening to a podcast, Comedy Death Ray, or Comedy Bang Bang. He's a frequent guest on that shit, but I've been listening to him literally today, so it's funny that you said Weird that. Weird Al? He's yep. so good, dude. And that's that's kind of how I learned to memorize phrases and music is just kind of memori- memorizing his total songs and singing harmonies and things like that. I mean, I learned a, a bunch of stuff from him. But yeah, I remember watching that music video for Fat. I remember waking up early and seeing MTV when I was a kid and that music video was on and it's just really, I don't know, I was stoked. Yeah, for sure, dude. So. And w- one part of those, one part of that that starter question that I left out this time is like, when you got into your instrument as well, like, w- or if if the instrument that you're playing now isn't your first instrument, like, when did m- wanting to play music happen? And I'm not saying that you're not starting properly. I'm just realizing that I left that part out because you guys are both you play strings and stuff like that. So it's like I want to know when all those like key points happen. So Weird Al's on mtv which is a big thing for our generation dude like mtv while you're eating your cereal before you're going to school was like my shit you know and after too but i'm just saying like always getting hooked up with music through those morning mtv music videos while i'm shoveling lucky charms in my fucking mouth (laughs) yeah definitely had an influence but i started playing music when i was uh, a little kid i think I don't know how old you are in first grade. I was six, six or seven. Six or yeah. seven. My mom wanted me to play clarinet, and at the time, you know, growing up, I thought it was pretty lame. But I'm pretty glad she did because I learned how to play music really well. And uh, then my parents got me a bass guitar when I was 12. I don't know why I wanted to play bass, but uh, that's it. And I played uh, Ozzy Osbourne licks a lot when I was a kid. And it just oh, yeah. grew from there, more extreme and more extreme and more extreme. Any older siblings or parents that were musical during that time, too, that kind of gave you an influence? Shout out to my mom. She was a singer. Boom. So there it she is. Wanted, she wanted us to be musical. And uh, my brother and my sister both played, but they never stuck with it. So I feel like if you just stick with it, you're good. Totally, totally. especially at that age too like starting music like that early i've noticed a lot of people that start around like you know six seven something like that when they're like still developing like language skills and stuff like that and they're like incorporate music into their language kind of learning like the malleable brains kind of like kind of making that kind of it seems like it it jumps really quickly like you really get a grasp of it you just kind of understand it really quickly you know i feel like that's the move to do if you want to get your kid speak it yeah yeah -hmm. exactly i was just gonna say you learn it just no different than learning a language yeah. and and uh it, it really is like casey's an, an example joseph when did you start playing yeah like six or seven yeah like oh, these damn. guys are the fucking the alien geniuses that i know and everybody started at that age you know <laughs> yeah yeah alien dingus <laughs> alien dingus <laughs> if you start and keep going like even this is my thing too dude is like i started playing piano at six but i quit at like eight you know i was like fuck this you know and now 
37 i'm looking back like what the fuck could i have been if i just had my mom just gave it was a little more tough on me and said no stick with it and get over that hump there's that hump for all, all starting anything new you know whether it be a fucking diet or some some new hobby or whatever you got to get over this hump and then once you're in the hump then you then it starts to become something that's like just flowing and you you get better and better at it yeah, I don't know, man. It's just some people take to it. I, I didn't even like music. I was just kind of good at it. It was weird. I didn't listen to it anywhere outside of my lesson. It was just something I did because my parents took me to lesson and I got positive reinforcement. It wasn't like I, I probably would have quit if I didn't have a teacher and a person taking me to the lesson. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just good. at You're just an amazing yeah. learner. Yeah, that's crazy. like you're like. Just you're scholastically amazing. Also, too, like you're amazingly talented. Oh, yeah. too. Well, that's but, also like, that's a that's, good skill to have, though. Just saying. That's also a, um, an example of you don't have to have the passion for something necessarily to to if once you do the work, you'll develop the passion because yeah. Joseph, once I got Joseph's got the fucking passion, dude. I had know? I could yeah, leverage yeah. all the stuff where I didn't care that much. I'm like, well, now this is gonna pay the fuck off. So yeah, <laughs> yeah totally, dude. And that's awesome. Yeah. So well, then, so you're, you're, so when did you get your first instrument? Yeah, like six or seven with the clarinet. That was it. Okay. Yeah, that was it. And uh, yeah. I, I never practiced, but uh, I just lied. I said I did. <laughs> I fooled everyone, you know? <laughs> it's easy with a quiet instrument to pretend like you practiced and get away with it. I was just good, man. <laughs> damn oh yeah i was just Hell good yeah. baby <laughs> what's up? Here when did you get into like rock and metal and or i guess you said you were playing aussie licks on your bass yeah when did you start yeah, your so first who band? fed you the aussie i think there was a music video or something i was just so, down down with dark things and you know video games and all the all the good stuff it just mm-hmm. it was just a natural thing to go down that road so you would say MTV would be more so the main place or did well, you have an older friend, a friend that had an older brother or some shit like that? I, uh, I, I spent my childhood raised in England and we had a uh, Kerrang. Mm-hmm. So it, oh so yeah. Yeah. It was a little more extreme. It was like, that's just something me and my brother watched. We thought it was cool. You know, was there like a scene out in like England? Like as far as like go see shows and when, when did you move? From England to I here, was, um, twelve to the United States. Okay, so and you so, said you got your first bass when you were twelve, right? So you yeah. came back here and got your first bass, yep. and then you started actually like jamming and and getting like into actually playing, possibly with the band in the future. Uh, more or less, I was kind of distraught a little because, uh, you know, a lot of I tried playing at school and I didn't know how to read music, and you know, it was kind of a weird transition period for me. As a kid, it was a uh, it was kind of tough, but eventually it just I don't know a year or two into living in the United States, I kind of just got into extreme music. I started listening to Slayer and uh, nice. Slipknot, and you know. Were you born in England? No. Oh, okay. I was born in the United States, but we moved there when I was a little kid. So. What a trippy, fucking upbringing, though. Start in the United States, go to England, and come back. Yeah, it's be we, like- we moved around like crazy. My dad was uh, just a risk taker you know he's crazy <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we moved around 
Oh yeah, definitely. Um, your bass playing live definitely stood out, and I remarked on it after the show. I was like, "How the fuck can your thumb withstand yeah, the picking, all that fucking crazy picking you do?" And then you showed me your thumb, and it was like callous to shit. And I'm like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like, yeah. still is. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was impressive, man. Like, you're Thank a crazy you. bass player. Yeah, you're actually. I was sitting there. I actually was filming it and sending it to uh, Trevor, this uh, roommate, one of my best friends. Just like he's a great bass player too, and I was like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" <laughs> I think I sent like that because I was like, "You were just going insane." And I was like, "I don't see bass players going that insane in that style of music very often." I can't even think. I can't think of one actually. I mean, there's like the origin bass player who does some like crazy techniques like that, where you know he's it's sick. like, yeah, you see like techniques that he does, and you're like, "Whoa, what's that?" I've never seen that. You know, it's kind of like you had that kind of stand out to me. I was like what the fuck is you know i, I know i knew what you're doing with your thumb and stuff but you were doing a bunch of slapping you were doing all kinds of shit you were all over the place with it and i was like this guy's a fucking this fucking alien band coming into santa cruz and fucking invading <laughs> assholes making us feel like shit alien dinguses <laughs> <laughs> every in. time every time you uh, you were front and center on the album too i'm on that interdimensional album because i haven't heard the the ones before that but because actually, to be honest, once I started listening to that one, I kept wanting to listen to that one. So I will go further back after this episode, no doubt. But that out that just I wanted to focus on just that one. And every time the the bass came out and it was front and center, I was like, yes, dude, because it gave me like a little bit of like an avant garde, almost like like just weird, like what the weirdos in Norway were doing with black metal. They're they bringing the bass used to not be in black metal at all. And then all of a sudden you got Dode Heemsgaard or however you fucking say that. And then they're making bass present. And then I hear it in, I, I definitely hear an influence from that band. I don't know if that's uh, on your guys's radar, but I definitely hear like parts in your bands that sound like certain bands from Norway that were like the, the second wave of the second wave that t- wanted to make it all weird, you know, just like hints of that in the, in the base when it comes out and it's present on those parts, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it always takes me back to like more of an avant-garde field. I don't know if, if I'm touching on the, I right think the reason why it. you probably think it's avant-garde is because so many fucking recording engineers and producers fucking bury it. Like you can't hear like no, a lot of no, the, you know I, what I mean. Believe me, I know avant-garde, dude. I'm not talking about. Well, I know, no. Also, it, too, that's why I was saying with ben, like, <laughs> like the the slap shit that Ben's doing and stuff with the, like a thrashy style. He's doing like a slap thing, and that's like yeah. But there's parts where I'm talking. Ben comes out where it's he steps out in front of everything else on that song in that moment, and he does his thing, and I'm like, this is like what something like you would hear in an unexpect song or a fucking, yeah. you know, totally. some, something different like that. Like it, he just steps out and makes it, in that little, that little chunk of time on the song. He's like, fuck yeah, dudes, this is me right here. <laughs> and then I'm going to, all right, I'm back in the, I'm back in the base. He's just slapping again, his but... alien dingus against the string. Boom, boom, boom. The alien dinguses are in a spaceship, but they don't know how to drive. They just crash into like meteors and stuff. See, this is what this is like. What I right, right now is perfect. The alien dingus thing is perfect with like your guys's banter in between and shit. Like yeah. you guys would say shit that I would just be like, 
you guys would get me going. I would just would get lost for a second, then come back. And like, you guys would say the most obscure shit, like to announce your songs. And I'd be like, holy fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fucking funny and fucking well thought out. Are you okay? Real quick, Tyler, are you making that shit up on the fly? A uh, good portion of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, maybe I'll bring this into it, but I just try to, uh, let go and yeah yeah that's like uh the dark part of my personality um kind of shy i don't like talk too much so that's just all the stuff i want to blurt out on the street corner that would usually send me (laughs) to jail or something so (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's fucking awesome no that's rad dude i definitely get the uh avant-garde alien vibe from you is that your your core your your core dude Okay. Avant garde yeah. alien dingus vibe. <laughs> well, oh yeah. There's kind of a fan question that ties into this, so yeah, maybe it's worth bringing it. up. That's good. Yeah. So Zarma Coops says it's going to sound weird, but one of the reasons why Zoth is my favorite tech band is the humor in the themes of the music. But sometimes I can't help but think, is it intentional? Are you guys aware of how ridiculous Invasion of the Tentacube sounds for an album name? And then whether you are or not, keep going. Alien emoji. <laughs> but yeah, so what's I, I I guess the question is like how intentional is the humor or how yeah, it's I guess like, that's the question. I'd say it's like it's can be like tongue in cheek. Um yes, invasion of the tentacube is like really ridiculous we're like i think people will like read that and be like oh i gotta hear this um maybe not my favorite album title in hindsight but you know <laughs> uh i that album definitely has more tongue-in-cheek aspects um i think like a lot of our lyrics are like pretty serious um but i like to poke fun at those serious things just because everything is horrifying and feels good to laugh about it sometimes <laughs> that's awesome that's kind yeah. of like a how a comedian thinks kind of it's like they're mm-hmm. down to get yeah to make fun of their shit but they're down to like be serious a little bit and like yeah yeah because we're not like joke metal or anything like that um but yeah it's like it is very serious but um i like yeah, comedians uh bill hicks george carlin uh fuck yeah you know all those guys and it would get deep but you could laugh about it so yeah they bring you out of the hole they, they take you down a deep hole and like fucking make you think and then they bring you out and make you laugh mm-hmm. kind of i think yeah, people yeah. will listen more you know definitely. When, you, uh, when you make them laugh so definitely that's very true yeah very true. I, I think that's a good kind of approach like you know it's aliens and tech death metal like there's been a few bands to do it and there's like bands that deeds of flesh try to do it like completely serious on the last few albums and then like that's kind of been done and then there's like the conspiracy side of things and that's kind of its own thing and then you guys have like a fun fresh kind of take on it which is like again just kind of refreshing after seeing like well i mean in reality dude we all as metalheads got to a point where the imagery and the you know subject matter of certain bands that we listen to just became like ah come on this really (laughs) like like, i i'm sorry i just laugh all the time when i read cannibal corpse lyrics i was just thinking that you know it's just like it's it's a joke when i read along to that and it's like because none of uh, i've met so many of us that I'm like, none of us are like that. You know, that's yeah. what's, it's so funny that like 
none of us are like that yet. This is what we choose to express through, you know, used to express, but I mean, I actually, you know, denounce the gore lyrics and all that shit. Like when I could, like if, if it's my 100% deal, I'm not going to be a fucking gore writer, dude. If somebody's giving me, you know, if I'm doing something for somebody and they're telling me this is what I need to write about, then I'll, I, I can, still go into those realms or whatever but really it's like it's all fucking comedy to me when i get in when i read the (laughs) gore lyrics people are still like serious like a band starting today that is like serious about gore that is the most hilarious shit (laughs) i could fucking think of right now dude like really think of the guys the guys that are like we're gonna be the next cannibal corpse dude and like fucking strip raped and strangled like nah dude we're gonna fucking I, you know i don't it's been done yeah it's, it's like yeah. it's, it's, it's not done. it's not shocking anymore and, and like none of us do corny. it so it's all funny we're all fucking nerds that's what it, it is. reminds me of you and severed savior when you had to do like old songs that were about like taking I was shits kind of, all the time. that's what was in my mind when i was just saying what i was saying like it was yeah, all yeah. Yeah. Old songs like yeah, i know me, we were. I was laughing so hard doing fecophiliac. I've already told that story many times. You're laughing Sick. so fucking Song. hard in the studio. I don't get what's and, so funny. What are you talking about? Yeah, and I'm just like, Everyone I can't. I, I was literally telling myself like, I can't believe I'm about to say this line, you know. And then I say it. But what Dude, about Ackerman? I, I listened to that song at the zoo. Yeah, but that was but nice. that was like it was it was sick. Wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. What at the zoo? Increments of yeah, San, at San Diego Zoo. No, no, like, hold yeah, on a second. That was hilarious. Wait, you listened to the fecal filiac at the zoo? Yeah, when I was like uh, sixteen. That's perfect. Were you near the elephant so you could actually smell the shit <laughs> while you were listening to the shit? I don't song? remember. I, yeah, I was just like Took the tail wagging around. I want to be with my <laughs> It's like 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 the windmill is like the, the hair. Oh, was it the, the tail while they're like shitting? You know, like that video. Yeah, dude, dude, sick, sick song. Thanks. Yeah, like, no, I, mean, I think not, it's like nothing to do with it. It's also like if you don't like <laughs> listen, like go yeah. a deep dive into the lyrics and stuff. It's like yes. this is like one of the sickest death metal songs ever. And then like then you read the lyrics yeah. and you're like, mm. it's all it's all be- what's his, uh something yeah. because you ate my poo. Uh, uh, it's like you all like die, you, <laughs> will, <laughs> you will die and so will you because you ate my poo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't so think like, supposed to. Eat not only that, so. like, yo, that's real life. That's real life. Walk the streets of poo. Dusty, yeah. As Dusty's saying, I have lethal poo, dude. Like, don't get near it, dude. It's gonna fucking kill you. Worms. <laughs> why? Why you yeah. will die, and so will you. Oh, what, I've what? asked that. I think, actually asked. I think he's, I asked oh, because that's actually a, that's a live that's a live thing that went into a recording. It's like, oh my god, that, that's like it was written into the song so he could point at people in the crowd. Ah. Uh. <laughs> I think it's that about time that we've had a poop talk. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, actually, no. you know, so I'm not above that. One more thing. <laughs> no, on that. Definitely not. No, that song is so fucking sick. It really is sick, dude. And being like in the crowd when the the pounds going off. That's the song I jammed with Mike I, Gilbert. Like the only one I knew or barely knew. I don't only knew like half of it or something. Yeah, yeah. Dan, for- that's the one you go to. You're like, all right, what do you want to jam? Uh, Dan learned that riff and he. Yeah. I mean, that riff is like for anybody who learns it, it's like they feel fucking sick after they know it, you know, if we're talking it, then Joel Guernsey just put a cover out. That's super fucking cool. So, yeah, I tagged all you guys in it. Yeah, he did it on yeah. a, an is eight that string. the seven string one. Eight, eight string. string. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's fucking hard. That's, it's the ultimate man. for the guitar players out there. It's the ultimate like alternate picking fucking exercise. It's like 
this constant like but it's very you have to keep it very stable it's like you have to keep your like you're picking very fucking in the pocket or else it gets weird so it's like that just shows the mike gilbert like the fucking how insane that guy is. I wonder if there's accurate tabs that you can still find. There online. is. I have. I mean, Mike sent me all the tabs because I was like, one time I was like learning guitar. Yeah, that's after. you, dude. I'm saying the internet. Well, I'll put them on the internet. Fuck Mike. <laughs> They're out well, there. Anyway, I mean, not not fucking yeah. literally. But, yeah. Um, maybe Moving we should. Forward. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to hear about Tyler getting into music, into metal, and then how you guys started Zoth down the road. Mm. Okay, uh, so like the earliest music I can remember hearing. Yeah, just like, I mean that's kind of like the starting point, but like really, it's like when things started bubbling, and then you're like, you decide you want to start playing guitar, all that kind of shit. Like what, whatever you can find in detail in that memory bank for us. Okay, uh, earliest and thing that probably like most subconsciously like influenced me is like video game music, um, having like nice. a sega game gear when i was like a little kid and fuck yeah all those cool songs and i'll go back and re-listen and i'll remember ones from you know when i'm I was hearing like sonic in my head right now dude yeah all right castlevania um, yeah. and then uh my parents were all never like huge music they listened to like rod stewart and paul simon and spyro gyro and stuff like that uh now i started really getting into music uh, well, first, yeah, like Ben mentioned, Weird Al. My sister had Weird Al tapes. I really like those. Oh, yeah. Um, when it was like me, I found this. It was like coming home from school and putting on MTV and watching Total Request Live. And it was like bands like The Offspring and uh, Static X, Limp Bizkit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Metal, like mainstream punk, uh, pop punk, whatever, Blink-182. And that's when I started like this is me and it started like becoming my identity um that i was like into that stuff totally and then uh, what year what year were you born 1988 oh, okay so, so i was probably like 98 when i started getting into that i went to my first concert when i was uh just after i turned 11 that was static x at skate world in boise idaho Still the most nice. boobs I've ever seen at a show. <laughs> I feel like a little kid. First time in person. Uh, and then I got my first guitar. It was uh, like the first week or two of summer after I finished the fifth grade. Um, I asked my mom for a guitar. And we went to the store and got one. I took lessons for like a couple months. And then that teacher, he like uh, went off to go to Berkeley School of Music in Boston and over the next year, I kind of just like dinked around, sort of started giving up. Um, and then my mom was actually the one like a year later was like, hey, I talked to our neighbor and they know this guitar teacher, Dave. And I think you should start, start taking lessons again. She really pushed me to start doing it. And I really connected with that guy. And he showed me uh, like cool, like more badass punk music, no effects, um, Bad Religion, stuff like that, who teach me those songs. And he showed me Iron Maiden, who I thought, I thought all metal was like new metal at that point or hair metal. And I was like, Iron Maiden, aren't they like a hair metal cheesy? He's like, no, 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 no. And he showed me the trooper and it was like the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And I was like, I just want to shred like that from now on. So, Oh, yeah. Righteous. I was going to say Maiden's definitely in there when I listen to you guys too. But continue. Mm -hmm. And then it just like 
spiraled. I was more into like punk music going into Warp Tour. The only metal bands I really listened to were Iron Maiden, and um, I really liked Guar because I uh, heard about them from the Sega Genesis Beavis and Butthead game. <laughs> Not, like totally revolved around Guar, which <laughs> is <was it> cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was more into punk still. And then when I was in the ninth grade, we hosted a, my family hosted an exchange student from Chile. Uh, his name was Reiner. Cool guy. Still talk to him. Um, and he's like, do you like heavy metal? I'm like, yeah, Iron Maiden. He's like, well, check this out. He showed me uh, Children of Bodom, Rhapsody, uh, oh, Demon Borgir, Sonata Artica. He like loves power metal. And that just like blew my mind. And from then on, I was just like, I, I loved it. And he that he was the guy that really showed me that there was like a big world of metal I didn't know about. Definitely. I clean. I, like- I, I literally help my kids clean their room to Rhapsody. Yeah, <laughs> my oldest Good. loves fucking Rhapsody, dude. It just becomes. I mean, it ends it ends up becoming to where I'm like trying to fight, keep them from fighting each other because it just brings up like the the fucking battle, fucking they're battle forged to do. Yeah, battle- yeah. <laughs> they had too much battle forged coffee when they drink Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> I think Iron Maiden is like the ultimate crossroad band for like metal. Like they're like the Simpsons of metal. You know, it's like yeah. everybody <laughs> likes the Simpsons. Like, yeah, they're just, yeah. You know. and it's like, I don't know, it's cool. It's like everyone from any genre can just kind of be like, yeah, I just like Iron Maiden. And it's like, okay, we get it. You know, kind of, it's like, mm-hmm. it's rad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, it's, it's the, the, they're, they're such a universal band. They're just kind of like, with but metal, they're also you know. unique in, Really, they were like yeah. pioneers in certain styles of like shred, dude. You know, like a lot oh, of, of shred goes way back. I mean, there were space. bands doing the same stuff like Thin Lizzy and other bands like the Scorpions and like other, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like, they were all. I mean, and then and Judas Priest, like yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. But like, it was that whole time. Like everyone was like doing such great stuff. But I just love how it always comes down to Iron Maiden, like you know, <laughs> yeah, and Metallica and other bands. But yeah, yeah. you know. The first time I got serious about practice was um, when I started learning Iron Maiden songs. Yeah, no, and definitely. That, and, and that was like when I said, I'm going to learn the whole song. You know, oh, okay. when you're that, yeah. when you're that age. Or what yeah. Age. It's like, I'm going to complete a song. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent it. Yeah. hundred percent. it. <laughs> yep. So yeah. no, know, definitely they're, has... they're okay, yeah. but hey, <laughs> results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not for sure. Totally. <laughs> Fucking resulting, yeah. Um, no I, I, results. No, so back to sure. Tyler though. He was so, so interested in your guys's influences. Of influences yeah. though, because man, I hear stuff in your music, and dude, just to like interject real fast is like some of your solo sections. Like, and I love all of the shit, but like something about really good guitar solos or something kind of magical there, you know. And like, there's some parts I'm just like, dude, like you guys are doing stuff that like just yeah it's really cool out of this world like outer space shit like it's fucking really melodic and like badass and unique and dude it's people need to hear this shit <laughs> it's super good <laughs> you need to say that sorry sorry go ahead uh okay more of my history then um so yeah i was around that time 15 years old i started like getting good at learning songs by ear um and i would put on Iron Maiden. I would learn all the leads, never the solos, never, but I would learn the leads, the riffs, and I would learn like whole albums on guitar and bass and just like sit in my room, and, like pretend I was in the band. Um, then I was, had been forming bands with my friends, lots of failed uh, 
like new metal and punk bands when we were little kids. And then we discovered around that same time, ninth grade, uh, we discovered anal cunts and we're like, you don't actually have to like write music to like be in a band. (laughs) 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 So we like put a tape recorder. We recorded just like some stupid improv, improv grindcore and threw it up on MySpace. and we called it uh, the band feasting on the elderly. (laughs) Yeah. And then I got a message a couple months later from this dude, uh, Justin Cantrell, who uh, runs a venue in Boise now called The Shredder. And he's like, do you guys want to play a, a show open for this band, Magruder Grind, from the East Coast? We're like, uh, shit, shit. okay. <laughs> Didn't have any oh, yeah. songs or anything. Just like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got a ride from our friend's dad and set up in the alley of this place at the time, which was a, a warehouse for the Idaho pizza company, which he now owns and is a venue called the shredder. This was like way back in the day for that. Uh, so we played a set of songs. I just wrote the titles for, and I, we just made them all up on the spot and <laughs> improvised and screamed and stuff. And people were moshing and I was like, this is cool. And I was <laughs> From then on, I wanted to do uh, live music. So band practice was just you guys showing up and just freestyling, just yeah, improvising just, the whole time. Yeah, just just, just like noise. getting each other's like vibe down and being like, all right, so yeah, just, you know, we're comfortable. Let's just go do this in front of people now. Yep. Just like, Damn. <laughs> yeah. Not worried about being embarrassed or anything. Uh, totally. So <laughs> with a project like that, you you have to hit that moment where both of you are on the same wavelength at least once to continue pursuing that freestyle Mm -hmm. jams because i mean there's plenty of hip-hop artists that can just freestyle words but like as a like multiple humans freestyling one thing you know improv jamming that always fascinates me dude and i always love to find those little like gems of like where you see in that moment the the multiple individuals that were making that thing actually hit the same uh, parallel situation where it's like it works and it works really it's it's like just blossoming blossoming creativity anthony have you heard of insanathrac 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 or Incentive Thrash. I don't even know. It's improv death metal. I'll show you later. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I'm down, dude. Yeah, it, it's on that wavelength. Because I've I've done enough jamming to where like I've it's impressive. Drummers and guitar players jam to where they hit these these little pockets where things dude, are like down, dude. Yo, yeah, we're, we're so with the same death metal, dude. It's like with jazz. It's like they, they should just like like okay, that'd be super funny if like okay, so like like Joel, you kind of said this before, like on an episode, like. Like, you know, if cannibal or if a fucked with a knife became like a jazz standard, like, you know, oh, yeah, it's the old standard. Like, what if you had like these like little standards and then like you like played the song, you like did like a riff of like, you know, like lunatic of God's creation, like deicide. And then like you do this, like you kind of jam on it. And then there's these like solo sections, like improv, like jazz, (laughs) like that comes back to the head. And that's like the head. I think we're on to something here, guys. I'm down. Don't fucking steal our ideas. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We're going to make death metal standards, dude. I know that. I mean, (laughs) you know, we're going to reharmonize deicide. (laughs) Alternate alternate universe. You know, there could have been like a fucking other planet that had fucking 
death metal was the first thing it was like the first style of music was death metal and it started and it started in new orleans (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah cavemen probably made death metal (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. oh they probably had cavemen actually Probably the first like growlers and stuff. That's probably yeah. like yeah. That's pretty the first metal, slamming. Dude. Like yeah. you know, you don't know. There might have been one time these two cavemen got together and like one guy's like smacking a rock against the fucking wall, and then one guy's like, and, like <laughs> could have sounded sick for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Like those old Nile songs with like the <laughs> thing, like drums and like you know, the whole, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The hey, ooga booga, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, that shit's so oh uh, fuck yeah. yeah no that's awesome so yeah going out in there and just playing fucking freestyle songs how was it successful how did the show go like people like were moshing and really into it and like wow this is cool and then that kind of put into my head like i don't really have to like write music and <laughs> damn <laughs> kept doing shows and it was like fun for a while then um i just like some drummer quit i tried it with other people and it's never like clicked the same yeah then I tried to start like a black metal band and we did a couple shows in that. And I was like, mom, dad, I'm dropping out of high school and I'm moving to Milwaukee with my band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I've, seen your, uh, I know, I've, I've seen your black metal band. It's called the uh, emperor, right? He's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no. Sorry. So that turned into me just like getting in like a lot of trouble uh, with yeah. my family and outside of school. And I actually got sent to like a, kind of personal but it ties in with the music i got sent to like a program for like troubled youth and stuff and mm-hmm. like the middle of the woods in colorado uh but the the owner of that place or director or whatever he was like a really cool guy and he like pushed me to take it really seriously and like when you know you turn 18 you should go to music school and um he kind of like pushed me towards that and so i ended up pursuing that uh, when i was set free from that place and uh went to musicians institute oh nice in los angeles LA, yeah yeah that's kind of when i really dove in and learned you know theory and everything that goes into it that i had ignored previously so definitely yeah Mm. yeah that's definitely it was uh i remember we had um i forget what band it was but logistic slaughter one of the the bass player got you know went to uh, berkeley school of music Mm -hmm. being a metalhead or something like that or being into whatever like freestyle grind court whatever the, whatever the fuck you're doing and then going to like an, a scholastic environment of music was it kind of like kind of shit upon or did people were like accepted or what was going on no they were like really cool shred metal teachers and a lot of people i had you know common interests with uh, nice by that time i was really into yeah like more melodic metal and stuff like that i'd say think- like I definitely dove into that and there's a lot of stuff I might have missed out on. Like I should have done more of the different genres there. I did do that, but um kind of like stuck to the shred teachers for the most part. And and yeah, MI is like the most like rock metal of like the okay mm-hmm. music schools, I think. Berkeley is a little more on the jazz classical, and then other schools like Juilliard are like way more, way, yeah. way more classical jazz. So yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So Berkeley, yeah. it seems like if it's in LA versus like, I don't know. I mean, Massachusetts. You know, I'm not saying is like a some strict little place, but it seems like LA is more like where you want to go to if you want to be a rock star or something like that. Like, I want to be a rock star. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna go to this school and and be like Motley Crue. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's, like uh, that, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of kids there that 
only made it for like a couple quarters or semesters that would you know perm their hair up and wear all yeah. the chains like oh yes i am mcveigh and that's how, like that's watching how college makes their money <laughs> yeah for yep. sure yeah, for profit. For sure. Berkeley School are the Woody, the other guitar player in South. He went. He went to Berkeley. Damn, I could tell. Yeah, yeah. watching you guys play, I was like, "What the fuck? You guys are like fucking educated." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tell, like, like, yeah, no, and, and I love the uh, the way also too. Uh, it's kind of a random off subject. The way you use your whammy bars, you do the flutters, you do all like the constant like um, you know vibrato with the whammy bar in unison with each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and like that really brings a that's probably a, that's a huge part of your guys sound to me it's like that's when you guys get into the melodic kind of like yeah. whammy kind of like it kind of brings you kind of like gets you kind of like marty friedman like ooh, like, you know you know what that, like, like max from anomalous kind of vibe too like like all totally stuff. like i don't know like that or even the phil similar, from like, uh phil from uh first yeah. fragment that uh joseph said that oh yeah they, phil, they yeah told, or, or he was talking about zoth right yeah he found you guys and was hyping you up yeah Dick. Yeah, I love uh, I love the tremolo. It's odd, like forever I didn't. I had all fixed bridge guitars. I was like, no, if I get a Floyd, and I always have to use a Floyd, and it's the string's gonna break, and it's gonna be such a pain in the ass, and kind of like the stuff people tell you about Floyd's. And but I really loved Sean Lane, especially, and just like the way he would use the you know tremolo bar, and just kind of like. Always wanted one, and I also really love Michael Romeo from Symphony X. Oh, and he does too. a lot of that. Uh, so one day, this was already after a couple of years deep into Zoth. I was okay. I'm gonna get a Jackson. I'm gonna buy a real, you know, German Floyd. Put it in there. Get it just done, super right. So it's super sick. And honestly, like from the first time it was like set up, like I already was doing the dips, and it was like connected, and it just became like an extension of me and like an essential part to my sound and i started finally being like happy with how my solos and leads sounded especially just being able to uh dip and vibrato downwards and just get that other kind of you know direction of sound that you can't do uh, without it yeah that's awesome i mean that's uh i went i went the dumb route so my i mean in all due respect went the dumb route i went like the uh because i have like a, a few floyd guitars behind me but um, I went the just wanted to do the dime bag fucking squeal. That's all yeah. like, the whole time I just want to go Woo! like that's all I want. Like I do it like after like even just jamming with my my friends and stuff, just fucking around. I just want at the very end of a song, I just want to do a little squeal. So that's all I want to do. That's, I that's fun too. <laughs> you just want to do the outro to Cemetery Gates, dude. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hell yeah. The best is when you miss it too. It's just a bam. <laughs> <laughs> It still happens to all of us. Oh, totally. No, those are, the, the, you know, any kind of harmonic or any kind of like move like that, you know, there's a risk you're taking. It's a risk reward. And you have to just get good yeah. enough where it's like not that big of a risk, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to just chill around oh, yeah. the seventh, fifth, and the twelfth. Yeah. I'm not going to do the third, no, the middle you, third one. If you miss it on the beat, there's no squeal. You got to do it again off beat and just pretend like nothing happened. Like it was yeah, like, on purpose. Like, a, go bam. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Dump it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Did uh, bars. did uh, did Eddie Van Halen <laughs> play a big role in the Whammy Bar development? What I feel it, I thought he did, but I, I don't know if he did. I think it was more. He I mean, popularized was it, it. I mean, it was Steve Vai. Steve Vai. I don't know. Like, well, I think, I think Van Halen did. Yeah, 
I think okay, he did okay. like I, I think he did like everything as far as like extreme electric guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And tapping and all the like. Um, I thought the whammy bar was invented in the Wayne's World movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Car wrong? Yeah. oh sorry. There we go. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, you guys definitely are like masters of the whammy. I just have I've I've wanted to make this observation for a while that. Uh, I feel like Tosin Abasi is one of the biggest like innovators on guitar, and he's, as far as I know, he never uses a whammy bar. And it's kind of funny that he doesn't. That's, yeah. He like he's like innovating like the opposite direction, and then like whammy's like expressive in a wholly different way, mm-hmm. like more like voice style musical. But it's kind of been taken into the thump thing and going somewhere else now, and it's like yeah, he kind of like jumped into Ben's territory. He like got a guitar and just yeah, back up. No, I mean, actually, <laughs> you know, like uh, not the like probably say the same story over and over again but yeah one of their, their first one of their first tours they were opening for us so it was just Tosin just like oh, doing all God, the things like the whole time <laughs> I know, I, i'm just kidding <laughs> no, it's like he like, would be like yeah you want a fucking lesson i'm like i'm too drunk dude. i can't do it but just watching like you just well, check out this new thing i came up with and i'd be like what the f-? Like, he'd be acoustic on an electric and it just sounded like a fucking like it was like such a crazy sound he'd get from it i'm like all right dude we'll um hit up victor wooden dude i don't know like what the fuck <laughs> like um no but uh, yeah like steve i came out to his shows and or for like our fucking show too and like i was like what the fuck this guy's like n- next level like fucking shredder but to think he was just like in reflux a band that would come through with animosity yeah you know it's just oh, like totally wild he was obsessed though like he was he like was a shredder like a motherfucker yeah. even back then too yeah oh totally Oh yeah, even in like a, I mean, I first met him when he uh, filled in for Born of Osiris. He was playing on on that band. And we were on Summer Slaughter with us, and I was like, I didn't even know him. And he's all, check out my band that's coming out soon. It's Animals as Leaders, and I was like, cool, dude. And I like saw, listened to it. I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. But I didn't understand it. I was just like, it's progressive, crazy stuff. And then like I saw the videos behind it, and I was like, oh shit. All right, man. Well, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> like, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. That's that's a off thing. It just I don't know, like whammy's in its own world, like mm-hmm. still progressing. You guys are helping progress it by doing like harmonized whammies. And I love stuff. that. I respect whammy whammies aren't cool it, anymore. I mean, what, what, the people are trying to make whammies not cool anymore. Like all the new Kiesel guitar companies, like they don't have whammies on anything. You know, it's all like fixed bridge or Evertune or no headstock, the, no headstock, and like gross. And the, yeah, it's like all the I mean, at least like Cynic and stuff had whammies. You know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, like it's like now they're not cool all of a sudden. I think it's because of the uh people just getting lazier, not wanting to restring them, which I just took all my guitars to Matt Satello and he restringed all of them because I didn't want to do it either. But uh no, Satello <laughs> guitars, dude. They're a pain in the ass to deal with, especially if you like want to change a tuning or do something like it's like like a whammy is kind of like a, a pain in the ass, but you know, there's but a lot it's of all, things. You it's can all about do what it. your goal is, you know. If you wanna you wanna break down the walls between tunings and and really explore the full spectrum of sound a whammy bar will get you there a lot faster than retuning and all that kind of shit i this think is, like this is a dumb dumb trying to be yeah. in the conversation with you guys like <laughs> i know well, thanks, like, dude. one no i think um, okay my my brain wraps around it like this okay as soon as you bend that whammy bar the tuning that you just made is totally whacked out and you got to bend it into a point where you're in the next tuning and then you can do some shit there. It's or... not, it's not that crazy, but it's, oh, I mean, okay. you will die in soul use 
because you hit my poo. <laughs> no, oh. you don't fuck around, dude. I'm truly no, 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 okay, no, to fucking wrap my head around it. No, it's it's basically it's a spring system that holds some. You know how bridges and a guitar are. Yeah, set. I understand. So it lets off the tension of the strings. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, here we so go, here it go. makes it it makes them like more noodly. You don't drop the in. you don't drop the wine bar and like go. Oh, I'm in this tuning now. You don't do that. You're usually focused on like a string or two. You okay. bend the like, notes. All right. All yeah, you're right. worried about a note, not like not, not the whole tuning because they're all like different. Um, so you wouldn't want to like strings. play a chord and and then hit a whammy. You can. Do. Okay. Yeah, it depends on how you hit the whammy, though. It so, just yeah, doesn't. It, it bends. It doesn't change to a different tuning. It just bends all the strings at the same time. So it's more like yeah. a pitch shifter type deal. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Come on, guys. I'm. I, there's a. No. Uh, there's a I enjoy per- your like not knowing. Our, <laughs> there's a percentage of our audiences who, who is sitting in there. They're like this, just with me. Like, hey, Anthony, fucking speak up, dude. You're the vocalist, dude. Let's. <laughs> we don't. We don't fucking know shit, dude. Like, ask you know, questions. I love dude. it. I like it. Actually, it's yeah. fucking good. So, Ben, what what kind of uh, Floyd Rose do you have? <laughs> a big, long one. <laughs> <laughs> No, how do you guys uh how do you guys end up starting the bands off uh down the road? So I did I moved up to Seattle with the band I formed at Musicians Institute. We got a house together, like we were gonna like take over the world, dude. And um that was fun, it all fell apart, you know. Uh then I wasn't doing I was doing a cover band for a couple of like a year. Um we would do just like all genres of metal from like King Diamond to Carcass. Um, and that was with Woody, who I met through work. We both uh, taught at the School of Rock up here. Um, and when I when we uh, first met at work, we're like both really awkward. We really didn't talk for months and months and months. And then I remember at one work meeting, I wore a Balthagoth shirt and he nice. came up to me. It was like, I, I, nice shirt. I really like that band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's jam because no one likes that band at all. <laughs> or, you know, I mean, uh, so we just started jamming, decided to do the cover band for fun. Uh, and then kind of brought my old band back for one show with Woody and Jeremy, our drummer of Zoth. And it was fun. It just didn't feel right. So disbanded that. Um, and then at one of our cover shows, I met Ben. He came up to me afterwards. I was like, that was cool. Wow. Why did you play Dissection? <laughs> <Something> like that. <laughs> and then, yeah, <laughs> we just talked. We discovered um, that we both went to MI. Uh, we had mutual friends. He played bass. I was like, oh, I need a bass player. I want to do that. So, but let's let's stop it right there for you, Tyler, because I want to go back a little bit. We didn't really hear any of Ben's previous projects before the band. Ben, did you have a band? There were none. There's I zero. checked. Oh, okay. No, you oh. told me you played in like Warbringer or something, right? Yep. Yes, I did. Well, the end. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> there was a question, fan question. Uh, how do you reflect back on Warbringer waking into nightmares? Well, to be honest and blunt, you know, do it. Uh, we were pretty much pushed into writing and recording an album in about two months after touring all the time. And we we're all kids. And I think yeah. that uh, 
people had invested a lot of money into us. That's a small window, dude. Yeah, two months. So we managed to do it and we recorded it. And I'm really happy with the product because of the pressure actually produced something good. And I feel like if it's up to your own time limit, it's just going to drag on and on and on. But if you set, a, that too, if you set a deadline, then... You know that happens but it was I'm, uh, I'm, that's 100 for me too dude deadlines yeah, I, will make me start going hey don't fucking I'll, I'll uh, casey's I'll gone dude casey's gone don't make any deadlines for the odious vocals yet <laughs> hey man we're gonna need those by february 16th <laughs> All right, on thanks, valentine's bro. day yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that valentine's day <laughs> no 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 14th. Uh, valentine's day yeah so uh to 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 make it brief here uh i think that was a dark time for all of us in the band it it was uh really brutal i was going through a ton of personal stuff and so were the other guys and uh, we were done with that and the album was really good but then we were just like thrown out for uh 100 shows in 101 days so it was like jesus there was no stop And uh, I'm happy that I experienced that because it made me a tough person. But uh, if I was in control of millions of dollars and what people can see and what people can hear, I wouldn't just keep doing the same thing that people have been doing for 60, 70 years, which is exploiting young people and making a profit off of them. And uh, also there's people in the business that uh, manipulate things that are horrible people and they use blackmail i mean that's just like the story of hollywood los angeles Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's been going on for like 100 years and yeah there there were some people that were really great to work with but there's also predators so uh that's yeah that's what i learned i also learned that it's so easy to just push a band through music videos and magazines and radio play to get people to like them. I remember the first tour we did the first night in San Diego, people were asking for my autograph and I wasn't even on the record. They didn't even know. So I feel like with enough money in a project, they get their, uh, their money back. They make their millions. And, you know, I think I made a thousand dollars. Yeah. I get my, uh, I get my royalty check every year and it's like, I don't know, 12 bucks, something like that. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a it's a messed up business. And I'm glad that it's people are kind of aware of that these days. And one of the reasons why I like our band is because we own everything. We produce everything and we stay very, very far away from that business model. If you can even call it a business model, it's just robbery. Yeah, it's just like uh, pushing, pushing a quick product, making their money back, plus a little on the top and then move on That's and then pretty they, much and they flip it and they and they were in uh cahoots with finberg oh god <laughs> i know i don't want to get in that but yeah no i know i know that's, i know that's, a little too that's, much about that that's what it was no no totally that was the i mean business. that's i mean it was so so he was he was the promote uh the booking agent for Warbringers. what you're saying yeah and everyone yeah. else at that time yep yep no i remember he you know reached out to us to get uh decrepit on it because remember i think what it might have been on that tour he called us and was just screaming at us and cussing us out for not signing with him we're like no dude we're we don't need you we're not gonna do this and luckily we did that 
but uh you know it's not like you know there's a bunch of people obviously he's one of the biggest you know on the bad side on the bad side of things mm -hmm. um and there you know there's people that are you know and it's pretty honestly but it's not very common to see and uh that's actually so that leads you into the whole you know you guys being like fuck it diy fuck yes. all this shit let's make our money it's like you know like uh we you know make fun of icp all the time i mean not anthony because it's one of his favorite bands but uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh they uh but they you know that's why they got so fucking filthy rich is they just fucking were like no no record labels we'll print our merch we'll do all of our things we'll print our all of our albums and they just like got super huge and made a bunch of money from it because there wasn't a you know a, a vulture on the top taking taking all the the main earnings out you know so it yep. definitely how's that been going for you guys being a diy band and like like you know starting as like a, a band that's you know starting pretty much from the ground up and being diy how does that work especially because you guys are fucking amazing live so everyone's fucking listening to you when they see you they're like what the fuck like me i like saw it immediately and was like that's insane like what the fuck is that like why aren't they on metal you know my brain did that whole thing did the whole like song and dance of like why aren't you guys on our major label um but why is that influence so uh, present with you guys? I think, Besides the stories you just said. I mean, I can speak for us in saying, well, I mean, Tyler's right here. You can also back me up. But I think that we just want to be in control mm -hmm. of this. And and uh, like we're we're having like conversations right now about like, do we really want someone else or some something else to be doing the shipping and handling? You know, like we we even focus on on doing all the orders ourselves, and this this is the my second bedroom in my apartment. That's our shipping and handling. It's kind of empty right now, but it's usually stacked. And uh, the only the I I say the only thing that's kind of irritating about it is that since we don't have a label, a lot of like festivals or you know industry people look at us and go, eh, well. I don't know. I don't know if they're trustworthy. Oh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. But other than that, I mean, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. It's a weird like give and take deal with record labels and bands. Now that just listening to you guys talk right now, it's making me think like the the record labels and the 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 guys who sign the bands and all the agents and all this kind of shit they're not the art and they're not the artist no but they yeah. are uh, uh an entity that wants to make money off of art and artist yeah yeah but they have the avenue to get the distribution and get the tours set up and all that. So they're like, Hey, we can pull these strings, but you have to give us the goods. That's really what it is Good to give like, us the art. Yeah. Yep. And we'll give you the least amount out of the whole fucking deal at the end. It's you know, it's yeah. like what the fuck dude. Cam. Yeah. So we just think like, you know, we don't want to take like a big advance. We don't need it. Um, just like be in debt to somebody a lot of they want to own the rights to the masters and he was a uh, frank zappa ben loves him i like him oh, yeah. ben really loves fucking him. love zappa dude so I'm he's like never do it that never sell your masters that's your retirement money mm -hmm. uh, and just the deals are really one-sided so we may have been offered something we saw that oh we could do all these shows 
we'd probably be super broke. Um, and I'm not like opposed to ne- necessarily like signing to a label or something. It would just have to be an understanding. Like, we can make you money, but you need to make us money and like care. But yeah, the, the whole gatekeeping aspect and um, yeah, not getting asked on tours and festivals because of that. It's just, that's the crappiest part. Or even yeah, shows. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like what you were saying, Ben, it's like, you know, you have these, you know, high up people going like, well, what's this going to do for us if they don't want to fucking, you know, come along on the journey with, you know, with the label? It's like, why would we ask this band? It's like we have money to make and they're not interested in it. So we'll go to another band. So it's, it's like it's kind of like a- so funny is that they, they would pass up Soth and go for a less talented band. Totally. To make put more money in their pocket, you know? Yeah, because they this is the, a, they this don't is, care, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's bottom line stuff. If their pockets are fatter at the end of the night, it doesn't matter. Oh shit! What up? I just rhymed. (laughs) I figure if we keep going, maybe we'll meet you know the right person or entity one day that would want more of like yeah partnership rather than like uh, being a in in serfdom to yeah yeah corporation or something. Yeah. Um. So how much time out of the, you know, work week does it take to be in a band that's doing everything? Depends. There's there's weeks like booking a tour is just like it's, it's so much work. It's like it's awful. <laughs> I hate doing it. Yeah. Um sometimes we'll spend hours and hours shipping from, you know, anywhere from 2 to 15 Eight. hours in a week, you know, it depends how much um or and if then there's, there's like just... a new release, you know, we'll be we'll be totally man. Like when the vinyls came out, that was that was all week. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that so that was crazy. That was like 30, 40 hours, honestly. Just on top yeah. of that. So yeah. just day to day stuff. It's um, I don't know, just be on top email, social media and all that. So it varies, I guess. And and for DIY, we're not talking just uh, shipping and and merch but you guys also recorded the album yourself right ben you produced it yeah i'm yeah uh, i mixed and mastered the first one and uh joe mixed the second one our friend julian mastered it i worked with him the entire time so yeah yeah that that was a lot of work the the first one made a lot of mistakes but that's how you learn hey hey lessons (laughs) lessons yeah do it before it's uh yeah, it's all yeah, about yeah. those lessons and then making sure you um have an example of you learning that lesson on the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the track the tracking for the drums was oh man, the we we are so oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we're here, so, dude. Let's hear so, it. So for the first album, we were going to record the drums in our um, guitar player's basement and like the heater wasn't working. It was winter. And uh, like every, like the gear just kept breaking and everything was, it was just fucked. Everything was fucked. And the whole time I was thinking about how uh, geishas, when they learn how to play the, uh, you know, the, their guitar or whatever, that they put yeah. their hands in water in winter, you know, outside and they play with wet hands 
in the winter. And I was like, it's all right, Jeremy. This is what the geishas do. It's going to make the product <laughs> so good. dude." Like I kept lying to myself in, in my head that it was going to be great. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, like we could have done it at the rehearsal room the entire time. But I was just thinking about uh, geishas. <laughs> yeah, so, so fucking genius sometimes, I swear. <laughs> it's like the shamisen, right? The shamisen guitar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. yeah, that's the one. But yes, yeah. they do that. It's insane. They used mm. to. I was yeah. gonna say, I was gonna say Japanese banjo because I forgot the name. <laughs> Those things are cool. But on this, pretty much where this, it is. On the second one, we recorded in our rehearsal space, and uh, our relationship, me and Jeremy, our drummer, got a lot better, and uh, we clicked really well for that one. That's so cool. The, perfor- the performances were really good. I did uh, the uh, editing, like pre-production stuff, and sent it over to Joe, and we took it from there. That's rad. Um, it sounds amazing. And just because you mentioned Jeremy, um, I went and checked out the album he did with Fletcherous Nocturne back in the day, earlier today. Um, and he followed up the one that Dallas Tollerwade did drums on. That the first Fletcherous is is Dallas on drums. I listened I to that, that too. It's Holy fucking shit. crazy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, he he mentioned it on our our episode with him, oh, but I didn't I didn't even check it out back ago. then. Yeah, I know. Um, but so Jeremy, uh, yeah, I guess he was in Letters Nocturne, and then he like hooked up with you guys. Must have come over to the Wait, West Coast at some point. On, okay, I did, I this is he I'm said sorry, that I think Dallas. he said that. I, you're probably not listening to this, but I'm sorry, Dallas. I forgot <laughs> that you mentioned that you drummed on some shit too. You fucking. That guy's an all-around badass. <laughs> I didn't dude. even know he drummed on that album, and Jeremy's one of my best friends. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I feel good now. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty fucking random. Um, and that I remember asking Dallas, I'm like, I I heard that you like demoed some Nile songs on drums. He's like, No, I was never that good. Uh, but then I listened to the Lecherous album that he drummed on, and it's like really fucking good. And I'm like, dude, you could have probably <laughs> demoed some Nile songs. So I don't know what you're going on, but uh, he was like a Dave Suzuki it, before his time. Yeah, he's a Dave Suzuki dude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um. But yeah, dude, when we saw you guys, Jeremy was awesome live, and his drums sound killer. You you guys engineered it really well on this album. Thank the you. The last one. Yeah, sounded great. I know what uh Casey's. You know he he. Got me to say it in the beginning, but I'm going to say it again. Like, you guys live. <laughs> he's, before the podcast, before you guys jumped on, he's all, I know you're going to talk about him live like a million times. So uh, I'm ready for it. Um, yeah, man, it seemed like a for because a venue that's not known for good sound and not known for, you know, I mean, unless Max is doing in front of house, which he wasn't. Um, it base it sounded like a fucking like legit, like huge headlining metal band. I was like, because I mean, the way the battle solos went between each other, the way I was watching, I was like, then I, there's a video I have, I'll send it to you guys, where it's like battle solos, and then I go over to fucking Ben, and Ben's just slapping the shit out of his bass, like jumping on the fucking PA. It's like, it's just everything's going on that like a, a, a fan wants to see. I'm just like, uh, like this I'm is like, a mixed. Wednesday night with like 10 people in the audience. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I yeah. was like, I, I was like, Wednesday, dude, I'm like, fuck, can you drive me and like be my chauffeur? Cause I, I have too much, you know, in the morning and stuff to do, but. Man, and Chase was sitting there with his fucking flip phone, and he was sitting there <laughs> recording you with his flip phone. And I look over at Chase, he's just going like, with his yeah. flip phone, and I'm like, "Damn, dude, he's got a flip phone." Oh, dude, him and uh, him and Naveen, or they went strictly flip phone, dude. You know, Naveen, they're, yeah, from animosity. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he almost I came like, out that night, I like but that no. Guy. 
Oh, totally. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's the shit, bro. He just moved he's away sick. to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. No, they're fucking. Oh, dude, that's 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 a rough that's one, dude. Like friends leaving that far away. I know. Now I'm like now. I'm like. I mean, I'm not that close to Naveen and Cheney, but I'm like now that they're there, I'm like, hmm. At some point, I'm gonna have to make an excuse to get out there. Oh yeah, no, totally. I'm gonna f- definitely go visit them for sure. Go like see a show or watch them play or something. But they got like mm-hmm. a fucking. You know, they moved to Tennessee from California. California is super expensive, and they got like a fucking humongous house now. And they're like, like their first podcast back. They're like. I don't know why I was ever in California. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was that was uh that was Naveen's like first line. He's like, dude, I've like there's zero regret from this. This is amazing. Like, have a humongous house. Like, as much of it's a music town. They like, gotta find know. the legit hot chicken place. Everybody says Nashville hot chicken, dude. Find the oh, legit yeah, yeah. one. Then when we, when I make it out there, that's where we're going, dude. Totally, totally. I I went on tour with Naveen when he was drummer for the Faceless. Oh nice. shit! Oh yeah. fuck! Were, who are you Back playing with? There. Warbringer? Yeah. Oh that nice. Was with, that was with. Uh, kind of crazy now. I think about it. It was us, unexpect, the faceless, suicide, silence, and Nile. What the what fuck? A, see, that's my brain that's, is just like, what is going on? Here? Early two thousands fucking tours, dude. Like, yeah, that's that was that is the exact tour that I would go. Yeah, it's like a showcase of like a Dude. bunch of different styles. It's like, what the fuck? It's like a, it's like your balls hot, balls cold, balls hot. It's like yeah. <laughs> it, no matter it, any of those bands you didn't understand or know before you went there, you would it would be in the mix, and all of that would be acceptable that night. You know what's crazy about that is uh, we would do off shows because Nile likes to take like one or two days off a week. Wait, Odius was supposed to be on this fucking tour, dude. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, it we it was uh, odious and uh, unexpected. Were uh, we were he- neck and neck, and then we got oh unexpected. The the carpet Oops. was pulled out from underneath us. Dude. It was a good oh. thing you didn't go, man. It sucked. Oh, sick, dude. Thanks. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but what, what I wanted to say was we would do off shows with Suicide Silence, and I mean they're a huge band, right? Like mm-hmm. they're massive. But we would play with them somewhere. Fuck the bass player. And dude. there's like three or four, three or four people in the audience at that time. Wow. Damn. I know, what bass player? The the old guy. <laughs> the bass player. Like... No, I'm just joking. No, the no, no. The old, he's my like, all time best friend. No, no, no. He's talking about the oh. that's before dance time. I remember oh, okay. their bass player looked like the the doll Chucky from the movie. Yeah, yeah, he looked yeah, like, like, like the he had like a he had like a caveman brow. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh yeah, dude, I like love my bong. Yeah, no, nah, dude, my <laughs> my lifelong manmate, best friend Dan Kenny, he replaced him. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Two thousand eight or something. Two thousand eight or nine, something like that. But yeah, then he's a, he's like an old time death metal guy, and you know, it's like it's funny to see him in Suicide Silence now, but whatever. I love all those guys. I can't even say the name. (laughs) They probably make okay money, man. Yeah, I mean, probably a sick job. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, they're like it's like a it's like a fuck. I shouldn't say this. Whatever. I used to help. I worked at a financial institution a long time ago, and uh, there was a member of the band, you know, that was in a big band. It's like Metallica style band. That's like one of the top big four ones, you know. And uh, I would just. I looked to see what he get paid. This is like totally a violation. Um, and it wasn't that much. It, was, it wasn't like it was per show. I was, you know, arena shows and stuff. And I was like looking at like it was daily, like, I don't know, like 1000 to 2000, maybe something like that. I mean, it's not 
But I mean, you're playing, but you're playing for fucking 17,000 people. Is that, I mean, I don't know. So I guess you get like everyone less has than a dollar a person in a pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like a few cents per person, something like that. I don't know. It's like, you know. So let's just say hypothetically, this was Metallica. This wasn't James Hedfield, obviously. Stop doing this the was- deduction thing, dude. You know? I'm just saying, if it's a thousand dollars a day, it had to thousand dollars a day. It must have been be- Scott Ian. <laughs> he's like, well, he stomps and he's like, "Where's my check?" <laughs> it's just you know, I've helped like famous UFC fighters and stuff, and and like looked at their stuff, and I was like, "Shit, you, like Jesus, like you're not like your brain is like millions." And it's like, how about uh ten thousand times four? I don't know. You know, like, like it's not that much. You know, it's like, I don't know. There's certain like made like made it areas like the headlining fucking made it area of like a big band is like fucking millions. But like if you're semi below that, you're fucking a quarter of that or less. It's like, you know, obviously like the main guys taking all the money and bringing all the other bands along. But I don't know. I'm just blabbing now. So I like, hey, you know, like, you know what? I was laughed at for this saying this before. But mm. if I can make fifty thousand dollars a year playing extreme metal music that's all i need <laughs> sorry yeah exactly i'm just kidding okay. exactly <laughs> no i give you the thumbs up on that dude fifty thousand dollars a year if you you don't have fucking 17 kids like i do like joel always 17 says. <laughs> he's no, got four I got, I got three but he always he's says got 17. five <laughs> um, three and a half you could do fifty thousand a year right you and a, maybe a partner who's also got a job you could do that Yep. Yeah, if you got like someone else, you have to have a partner though. Once if that partner were to bail and they're dating someone that's going to leave a bunch too, so you have to deal with that possible. I don't know. We're getting deep, but uh, <laughs> why not? <laughs> How do you I really? Mean, this is fucking Cali Death podcast, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm, I mean, it's I'm like married, that's real life. I'm married, and and that's you know something that we've talked about before. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'd love, I'd love to be able to do that because I mean, why are why else are we here? Totally, yeah. dude. So, you know, if I can make it my goal to make money doing what I love doing, then that's ideal. If you know, until then I'm gonna be a freaking construction worker, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I until mean, then I'm gonna align cars all day, dude. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm in the automotive industry to pay my bills and I still have my passion on the side. I give that little sliver of life, you know, keep it that active, but it's like if I could just fucking make money, make, I don't even make money off this podcast, but if I could make money off a podcast <laughs> and a fucking couple of bands, dude, like, and still have, I'd have extra time with my kids all day. Like, come on. Hey, I got an idea. It just came to me. Boom. How about, how about a podcast where it's like, uh, the lighting's lava red, right? Like Joel's room. Mm-hmm. Right? It's lava red everywhere. And it's you interviewing celebrities or whoever but it's a wide angle shot and both of you are sitting on toilets with your pants down uh i think that could that could work i think that that could be like a one you have to do that like you get like that one celebrity it's kind of like the eric andre thing like you have to like because they like fuck with celebrities (laughs) i'm not really known for that but i mean i i'm down to be known for it no i'm saying like it'd be funny to like time your farts to where when they're actually being serious and answering a question you know, no, no, when you have like off. when I chime in, like I have to be farting like to start off my. Oh, you're <laughs> farting as you're asking the question. Oh. That's actually fucking that's that's 
talent, bro. The camera can serious. see through the porcelain every once in a while, you depending got... on the question. <laughs> and you, you can ex- see how long the wiener goes into the water and back out <laughs> if they're nervous. And... and you have expulsion from both ends, too. You're, like, pushing out and pushing <gasps> air out as you're talking. Dude, dude we're like... fucking... We're just sitting on all this money and just not doing it. It's weird. Yeah. We have all these ideas. <laughs> like... Yeah, I know. It's getting stolen right now, dude. Yeah, someone in the audience. Someone I know, dude. Now, if you didn't know, yeah, Finberg, he's watching. No copyrights. Ah. <laughs> All right, I got a list of uh fan questions we we should start getting to, so we can answer them all. Uh, shout out to the fans who uh ask questions. So, uh, let's start with what does Zoth mean? Take it away, Tyler. So, uh, honestly, I was sitting on my my couch with my friend Phil, and I like. Okay, I really like Balsagoth. Uh, so we wanted like an epic name that was like Sugar Masoth, you know, or something. Like that. <laughs> and just like we were getting drunk, blurting it out, blurting words out. I'm like, well, what if it's just the ending, like Zoth? I'm like, that's cool. So uh, looked it up, and it was like a HP Lovecraft, like a planet or sun, I think it's called. I'm like, oh, perfect. I love that stuff. And presented it to everyone else. They're like, yeah, let's do it. It's short, one word, one syllable. Yeah, sick. And it has it an X. And it has, it has an X. I, uh, I would have tried to play it as a Scrabble word if I could. Yeah. Try to get away with it. But Metal Scrabble. Can you bring that cat back, please? Oh, yeah. She really wants to uh, make an appearance. <laughs> We're cat friendly. Who's Mary Jane? nice she, she, oh. talk, she talks a lot <laughs> <laughs> mine's right mine's right here you can see him kind of as a shadow <laughs> he won't he won't hang out though see she's like attention attention if you put can you put the speakers on for a second to hear another cat will it will he come no nah, he won't care no <laughs> uh what are your biggest influences metal wise um so i like Without getting like too specific, I'm just like everything from like dying fetus. I think to, they want to rhapsody. Be specific though. But specifically, <laughs> like the two bands I really look up to, where it's like catchy but also gets super weird. King Diamond, yeah, Balsagoth. Say it again, but yeah, oh yeah, like, like well, two like biggest. If I have to cite two, so. yeah, yeah, my band. Oh yeah, who's your favorite? Uh, is is Andy Laroque the only uh, guitar player for? No, they have uh, they've had two. He's like the only guy that's been there the whole time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But he's Who's yeah, who? one of my all time favorites. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Also got the fan- rules, dude. Uh, yeah, they're it. so good. Battle like, magic is and that, shit. That's like and the like... sci-fi like oh dude, they're super band, good. Right? That's yeah. like sci-fi fantasy Lovecraft, yeah. HP Howard. They just like take everything and combine all the, it. And all, take thing. all the evil from all those areas and just put yeah. it into some. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, I've, they're, I've they're from England, across, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balsa Goth is great, dude. It's like symphonic too, right? It's, yeah, there's just yeah, like no yeah. other band like them. Uh, there really isn't like. I'm, my favorite is battle magic and then the one like after it like a cosmic power cosmic like, power cosmic and like yeah dude that's like my favorite but that all they're all good that i've heard yeah i think uh it's hard to pick i think battle magic it's like it's not a concept album really and it has the most like cool mm-hmm. uh individual songs but, but that uh, the crows will pick your bones it, yes 
Yeah, I love that. Have you heard that, Anthony? You know, you've heard that. No, dude, I've only heard one. I've only heard one Sagoth album that I don't even know what it's called. I'm trying to fucking figure it out right now. Well, Battle Magic is the one that we always like used to have, and then Mm -hmm. we like got the other one. I I stumbled across it in like a a a black metal rabbit hole of like demo gear style black metal and it somehow got i just remember getting to balzagas somehow it's way more playful <laughs> yeah than the demi you know i mean it's more it's kind of got some power metal influence yeah right? exactly, yeah yeah more triumphant with with you guys as well like, like trumpets and the stuff. power metal influence like you guys tastefully inject that into this more extreme style of you know because the death and black thing has been you know merging for you know decades mm-hmm. but this technical death metal mixed with black metal and heavy metal thrash and and avant-garde i i I really want to i know i just keep saying that word but i still want to give like a little like seasoning of avant-garde to you guys dude because there's certain things that i only hear in like these other have you talked about the artwork yet and the concepts and stuff no actually we haven't i'm kind of curious about that because it is is the newest thing from 2019 is, is that the yeah, yeah yeah okay that super sick like crazy art with that like eye and the yeah oh, before we get into <laughs> that that's what i, I no i just wanted to finish what i Mark was just oh yeah sorry ahead, yeah, I sorry I, I i just no, wanted to it, get buddy. this out taking the power metal aspect and throwing that in the mix of that is is something that you know has been attempted and it didn't really you know resonate with me but with you guys like because I like power metal. It's mm. like kind of like keep your peanut butter out of my chocolate type deal. Like like uh, power metal and death metal don't really mix. You know, it's like oil and water almost for Sorry. a lot. But then now you've taken it, taken me out of that and made me realize like, no, dude, pa- there can be power death metal, dude. Yeah, right? uh, so- sound yeah. of perseverance. Yeah, totally, I know, totally. Chuck, I think Chuck was, was like yeah. a big power metal fan. Oh, yeah. And um, there's certain aspects of that I I mm-hmm. definitely taste a lot of fucking Chuck Schuldner in the like rhythms be- behind your solos or not solos, but there's at least one. I think it what is it? Back to the Jungle. That that song's got uh, a a section in it that's totally sounds of perseverance vibe you know like that and like avant-garde i mean we all like prog rock too and um jazz fusion and we oh, try to like yeah. bring all that in in like cool interesting ways and you did it all tastefully that's the, that's the word that i like to use with you guys is mm-hmm. tastefully i think Not we only, balance each other it, it's a balance yeah. and and, yeah. and it's like it's fresh and in another word is organic. Like I, I feel the human aspects of you guys when I listen to it too. It's like, it's everything that I really look for in a metal band, dude. So fucking yeah, dude. Thanks. Thank you. You, you gained a few fa- a handful of fans with this pot, you know, doing this episode and 
Joel and Joseph bringing Casey and me into the oh, mix. Dude, I've been totally, my friends. We're totally to a few friends. in the circle. I sent it now, to dude. Josh. I sent it to like Josh is all into it. Like our friend who's like always sending us music. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, if yeah. You wanna, and 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 yeah. people probably on this uh, audience like these guys are so sick. People who are listening never heard of you guys. Yeah, Josh is the guy that we always talked about. He would be. We always he was always yeah. feeding us shit and like if we fed him things we'd be always be like oh dude he liked it fuck yeah dude <laughs> yeah well let me just say because I was the guy who found you guys out of Boom. the four oh. of us <laughs> that I I think it was a uh, no clean singing blog post about you guys I yeah. I don't remember exactly but for some reason that's what I remember mm. they just did a write up so those write ups are helpful because I'm just like. Zoth, that's a cool band name. And then I'm like immediately like, oh, I like sci-fi, tech death, tech thrash, whatever. So yeah, just those blog posts, uh, write-ups totally help just attract viewers and listeners. So yeah, it works. Dude, we're very grateful for like yeah, all the really good ones we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah, dude. And and being an independent DIY band too, I was actually somewhat surprised with how many questions we got for you guys too like joseph still got a list probably yeah i'm gonna ask another one now um let's see sorry penis size uh this is a good one <laughs> uh well this this ties into the last question so what was the inspiration behind interdimensional invocations uh so like artwork wise we talked about it a lot. Wanted like some sort of ritual. Like a lot of our lyrics are about like interdimensional influence and stuff. Like uh, lost ancient civilizations. Exactly. So told Mark Richards, we're like, I want like a lost ancient city, a portal with some god tentacled god coming out, and I want there to be like buildings within the portal that you glimpse of their like crazy architecture. And then these dudes uh, with melting faces summoning them because their faces are melting because of what they see. And Mark did that. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, but yeah, it just it came together pretty easily, I feel like. Yep. Are you guys into psychedelics? Uh, I was. Yeah, it's been a while. Was. But I, I, I've delved, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Now I'm like right, right now. That sounds totally psychedelic, <laughs> dude. So that's what I wanted to ask. <laughs> well, the Lovecraft thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, I mean, that's fucking for sure. Evil psychedelic as fuck, dude. We yeah. love uh, pyramids and you know alternative history and things like that. We're really into that. You know, yeah, lost history and you know, yeah. ancient mysteries and stuff. Yeah, totally. I went to uh, Peru like many years ago, just like all these cool ruins, and I've just been like obsessed with that kind of stuff for since I was a kid, really. Nice, nice, dude. Uh, uh, Graham, Graham Hancock is actually a fucking yep, dude. That was like, <laughs> yep, yeah, fingerprints or fingerprints of the gods is what got me into yep. it. Um, oh, it yeah. cool. Like, he did a book signing up here, and I got to go meet him. And I was like, I showed him like. My map I got in Peru is like, dude, I it's like hearing him and cool. Randall Carlson together and Randall going off on his fucking, uh, was it, uh, the sacred geometry shit. Yeah. And, 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 and all, I love listening. 
I'm too stupid to like fully absorb maybe point. I'd probably get like 0.005%. <laughs> <laughs> I can get like the grand picture. I'm like the same way. But I yeah, think he's yeah. like, he's on, you know, they're on to something. Cause I think there are totally. like, oh, totally. Baker Jones patterns that repeat in everything and David, like atomic I, levels. The, the fractal you know? nature of everything, how, you know, the fissures of giant valleys are the same as like fissures that of rain going down fucking, yep. you know, it's just, just rain erosion on the Sphinx and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. like so much cool stuff. Um, and I don't, ever claim to be like i know exactly how it happened in the lost city of atlantis but i just like thinking about all the possibilities and not like thinking how much more fucking fun is it to think about history when yeah thinking about that (laughs) where when people get uh, just dogmatic about things and like we don't we have it all figured (laughs) out but uh and i just like i enjoy living my life with like maybe sense of mystery Mm -hmm. it's cool and uh, i think that's like uh just a that's a human thing to wonder it is. about like what's out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like, let that go. And get like, you get to the point where you're like, I don't know. I'll never know. Then maybe becomes more of a thing that's interesting. And you're just like, the possibilities are endless. Now. It seems like that exactly. was like, even like with a, it's like uh, what you're talking about right now or music, like the people that think, I don't know. And I don't like, they have that like kind of, they have that mindset of I don't know rather than like I know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. musician wise are sicker, like philosophy wise are sicker. Like everyone's yeah. like everyone like when you're stuck in like the box, you know, and you're like you're not willing to be like, oh, actually you're changing my opinion. Like yep. that's like that's like where like a lot of things like come from people. Um, one of the more visual res- representations of what you guys are talking about, um, of just like seeing things in history, like kind of be everywhere kind of thing. It's like Someone showed me recently a picture of like an an a human eye like zoomed in on, mm-hmm. or, and then they showed me a nebula and it looked exactly. Because I couldn't tell which one was which, and I was like, "What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Is there like some sort of link that like is here that I'm just like, it looks the same. It's like literally looks the same." I'm just it like, is, and from like even Carl Sagan, like so totally. from Stardust. So whether it's, I think science and. The unseen will come together one day, maybe. Totally. Uh, my cat's for any of us, all yep. of us are just going to keep <laughs> fucking talking about it on podcasts until yep. we die, and then dude, we're solving it, dude. It we're solving problems. The the more you think you know, the less you really do. Exactly. <laughs> That's what a good saying. It's like more money, more problems, dog. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's a wild thing though to be a dad and have uh, kids get going through their existential shit. You know? Yeah. I can- <laughs> and um and having that real i don't know that was there's been questions that my kids and i'll just look them straight in the face like sorry dude i don't know the answer to that question mm-hmm. um none of us do you know and once you come to terms with that then we're all gonna have a much better time you know like Boy we all got to that point it's just like we don't fucking know people want to act like they know but it's really an i don't know yep they could be broken down really quickly when they act like they know to find out they don't know or if they ask me i'll be like well here's the literature on that aristotle said this and then <laughs> from there it went down we'll yeah. just sick the professor on them and just i'm like, down hey. with books too yeah yeah, yeah i read dude. Berks, dude 
<laughs> here's a <laughs> I revert. That's, 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 that's an anal cunt. That's, that's an, an anal cunt callback. That's <laughs> that, just so that, uh, everybody knows Joel had an anal cunt callback right now. Yeah, that one of our buddies, um, or one of my buddies, I don't know if you guys know, but the guy that uh he interviews bands in Sacramento, he interviewed uh Seth Putnam and he was just fucking just like just got back from a stroke, he's fucking wasted, and like he's asked it's like one of the funniest fucking like uh Suicide Silence actually showed it to me. They brought me on their bus and like show like Dan did just showed me the fucking the interview and he just like they're like, What do you like to read on the road? He's all I don't know, dude. I don't read Burks, dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't <read> like, <laughs> now it's, it's an inside joke with all of us. Like all in every us, one of my dude. life now, like every time someone brings up a Burke, it's, dude, the, just... it's the it's the most depressing and greatest interview in rock and roll history, dude. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. Here's a question. <laughs> uh, I got at least at least two questions. No, three questions for you guys. Uh, uh, what's the best Man of War record? <laughs> louder than hell i like uh <laughs> i like uh in the glory ride hail to england kings of metal i'm about to just list all the 80s albums so <laughs> it's hard to choose but yeah i really love uh man of war sick band <laughs> okay <clears throat> i hope that makes the question ask her happy because i have nothing to add to that <laughs> uh tyler solo record status update yeah, so a couple people know. I'm working on like a kind of synth soundtrack sort of album. Oh, cool. It's like half done. I've been thinking lately I'm just going to put it out as an EP and stop uh, being like, well, when I get this, this, this. So, hmm. so there's what kind of, what kind of genre could you, what kind of genre would you say? Like you said synth, but what what is it like 80s dark wave synth or what kind of synth is it? Hard to, because I'm, I'm a really big fan of soundtracks and synth synth music and synth rock so anything from john carpenter uh who's like my my all-time heroes uh to like vangelis that more kind of old school stuff to the newer things carpenter brood i really like all that so it's just kind of like a i took like movies i like uh, escape from new york um, zombie and kind of like thought okay if i was to make those kind of movies and what the soundtrack would be and that was kind of like my inspiration for it i feel like that's your i feel like i mean just like a like a like a psychic thought i just had just now which i'm not a psychic and i can't even like read <laughs> but uh <laughs> i feel like you should I, I feel like you're kind of like a movie composer guy and i just feel like that's like my like dream a, that's like my okay. dream job is to do that um Oh, maybe one. I know Mike Mike Keen, Mike Keen from the Faceless. Like I, re, you know, we talk every now and then. He's like composing stuff for TV shows and, and stuff, and getting paid pretty good doing it. Just like, just locks himself in his little dungeon, just like fucking composes for the. I, I feel like I don't know the way you were just explaining. I'm just I'm just telling you your future. I hope so. I'd love to do that. Like, <laughs> I really would. <laughs> Cookies fortune. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Another question. Sorry. Mm. No, that's no, good. We didn't get La Ben's. We didn't get Ben's. Oh, Ben. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm drunk. Well, I thought I. No, that last question was just about Tyler's solo. Oh, okay. Hey, Ben, what do you think about uh, what, what's uh, Tyler's solo project? I thought it was a like status it. update for both <laughs> of them. That's I didn't what I know thought. he was uh, actually doing something like that, and he's my next door neighbor and best friend. Oh, so we're causing You guys are next this door from each other right now? Yeah. <laughs> Sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. We got this operation on lockdown. Damn. Hell yeah. 
Where are you? So you guys are in Seattle? Yeah. yeah. Nice. North side. Oh, damn. North side. North side. Seattle. North side. That's where I lost my hearing. Fuck Seattle. Um, <laughs> El Corazon. Um, oh, yeah, I blew place. out my ear there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like deaf in one ear because of that place. But anyways, yeah. we'll talk about that later. All right. This is the last yeah. fan question that, uh, well, there are more, but I think we've hit them. I can double check. But this one is, if you guys weren't playing music, what other shenanigans would you guys get yourselves into? Shenanigans. That's a good uh, answer. Just probably yeah. write. <laughs> probably write more. Focus on writing or writing movie. stories. Writing poetry. Yeah, oh, cool. Nice. I'll write some stories, but I just shelve it. Yeah, that's yeah. what most of us writers do. Most shelve it. Ninety percent of anything I've written has not been seen by anybody, and actually, probably like nine ninety percent of everything that has been seen is really hasn't been seen. Mm-hmm. Nobody reads death metal lyrics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben, what kind of like genre of stories do you tell? Like, or, or rice? Sorry. Uh, avant <laughs> garde. Boom! The word uh, of the podcast. It's pretty weird stuff. It just means say, everything. I would say avant garde satire. Okay, but, but fiction. Please nice. send it to me, dude. I'm I'm nah, like dude. the one fan. I'm the one fan. <laughs> nah, you don't want open, to see that. open, you open your heart, dude. Shit. Open I'm your heart. One ben, fan. I told Ben you need a pen name for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty brutal. I mean, it's satire, but in today's day and age, you know, we'll just uh, leave it at that. Okay, I'm 37, <laughs> dude. I don't know what right. today's day and age is, dude. <laughs> All right. Yeah, send it. Yeah, I'd I'll love to it. read it. I'll send. Oh, it. Yeah. All right. I don't read, but yeah. And besides music, I would be I would be producing. Also, if you guys can plug my email address, if anybody needs anything mixed, I mean, I'm I'm looking for that. Looking for um, it was uh, you you texted it to me, was it? Ben Lawrence Bennett at gmail.com. And where can I where can they hear samples of the stuff you've done? The first Zoth album. Okay, that that's is that the is there anything else you've done? A few other things, but I mean that's probably the most recent one. I got I have a couple of things in the pipeline, but that's hush hush for now. Nice. So, oh yeah. So you got a sample and an email address. If you want someone, if you're in Seattle, you're trying to get fucking is anybody it, is it record- for mixing, anybody mixing? for mixing, engineering, yeah. anything. Fuck yeah! Nice, awesome man. Thanks. Did you what study up? any of that at MI? Did you go into any of that stuff at MI, or was I it more? I did. I did it partially. I did the bass yeah. program. Then I switched to uh, to something called independent artist, which was like uh, business and production. You know. Yeah. Independent artist. Yeah. That's so, like maybe the best program, actually. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I was like, I should have done that one. It's all the tools that that we use now. So, planting oh, yeah. seeds in my head. We all. Uh... We all took dependent artists and we just signed to a label. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, here's your baba, goo goo ga. Like, oh, a jelly sandwich? I've never had one of these before. Yeah. But no, yeah, fuck, that's awesome, dude. That's, that's like, that sounds like an actual, like, really good class because then there's a lot of places to learn theory and a lot of places to, like, learn music. But if you're actually, when you're at music school, like, might as well, like, learn the business part of it because, you know, we have contracts come out with, like, like what? I don't know. Let me read it real quick. Well, we have to have a lawyer look at it or something. It's like you know. It's like I have no idea. Even though it's like pretty laid out, pretty cleanly, it's like it still might mean something else or something. Like 
yeah. you can get roped into another deal that you have no idea about and i don't know it's just like the that uh legal language is a little fucking finicky yeah it's predatory yeah i agree as i've gotten deeper into it i've realized business is sick like knowing business how to do it i wish i had cared about it more but i was like i just want to go to a liberal arts school and study books and not care about that i'm like damn like never thought i would regret having like studied business but here i am wanting mm-hmm. to start my own businesses and should not be standard how to fucking start yeah yeah so. it should be it should be in schools like but you know like no. they don't want school, you to be so. uh, independent you know no 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 it's like yeah they want the dependent artist class over at uh <laughs> yeah. room 6a <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, I was the guy that's like, oh, dude, everyone's becoming a business major. Like, what a waste. All these, you know, they could have studied something cool. But now I'm like, well, look what you can do with not business majors. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of balance. Business is very like it it can be in so many different genres of life. You know, it's like it's like whereas a lot of these other uh, majors are very specific, like business is like just business. You could run a fucking exactly like a fish tank company like i want to have to be the best at fish tanks dude you know i think i think in america like we we have like culture like such a rich culture so we all have like our aesthetics and everything comes from culture so we don't need that from like school like we need business taught so that we can like take whatever we learn from culture and our ideas and leverage it it's not like we need the cultural exposure necessarily coming from our educational systems no you do stay in debt Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying no, this true. as a college instructor saying this. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You teach college? No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What? Yeah. When I called him the professor earlier, it wasn't joking, dude. Uh, <laughs> professor, dude. Philosophy, humanities, writing, sick music, badass. Yeah. Yeah. Um. These words. He was read Burks. I read. I read a lot of Burks. <laughs> to get a degree um all right so this one dude asked six questions so you ready? <laughs> let's go the through next, them Fuck, the next I'm down. hour all right this we is can, we can do a, a rapid question thing yeah let's do, let's do quick fire all right yeah, yeah. See if it is yeah uh, if it's framed that way pope adrian 37th asks Number one, how does the creative process, uh, not only is this six parts, each part, this first one is four parts. So <laughs> damn. So he's, one. He's, 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 te- he's into tech questions. Yeah. How does the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how sorry, does the creative, hilarious. It's, it's really one question now that I'm reading it. How does the creative process usually start? And then base first, sick riff, build from there. Here's the lyrics I have. I guess these are all like, ways they might start he's like Let's suggesting see. answers so but it's just about the creative process for yeah. a song uh for me it's like uh you know really like visually thinking or uh, you know imagining stuff so when i'm like doing music i'm like what images does this conjure up and True. so either i'll have like something i've been thinking about or something story i want to tell like give, us, and, give us an example of like an image that like to a riff like just think of like one riff and how you would imagine what you're seeing i just want to know right like, on okay correlation um, in one example mountain machines like the intro of that song i just kind of pictured giant snow-capped mountains and big like mecha tentacled creatures that have taken over and 
Like, whoa. <laughs> how the coming scope up, of how big up, the scope of how big they are. Ones. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of that's one example. All right. And then it just kind of like shot my brain off and that like comes out. How many uh images have tentacles in them for you? An alarming amount, probably. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. <laughs> hey, we're we are uh we are not opposed to cephalopods over here in the odious <laughs> realm either. That's true. All right. Uh question two is kind of a repeat, so I'm skipping down. Uh you guys have a great mix between instruments where I never feel like I'm being driven to focus on a particular instrument. How do you approach the balancing of who gets the moment to shine during programming? I think they mean producing or writing or something yeah i think that uh it's just natural with our personalities and our friendship we we all feel more or less like we kind of keep each other in check so we're all even even playing grounds and i think that comes out in the music definitely yeah. definitely just on the same kind of wavelengths kind of like yeah if, if, yeah. One, if someone wants to change something it's not like well dude it's not like that ever it's like oh, okay well let's yeah yeah like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where does Ben get his boots? So <laughs> my boots, my father-in-law bought bought them for me in a small village on the mountains in the south side of Mexico City called Ajusco. He took me nice. up there to get some boots. Are you, is it like how many boots, pairs of boots do you have? That's my only pair. Okay, so it's just one pair. Yeah, I'm trying to get some uh, neon green ones. Oh, live shit. performance. <laughs> but they're hella expensive. So. Black light reactive boots. <laughs> Dude, you got to go. Like, there's this one town in Mexico. My, well, my buddies from Mexico are telling, I mean, they show me pictures and stuff. They have those boots that have like their like, cowboy boots. Oh, oh but they have, they, 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 they have like the toe that goes up to yeah. like the sheer shoulder. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. like, curls what? around. Yeah, yeah. I never thought that? about that. I no, they literally like. The big festival out there. I forget what the fucking dance. part of Mexico. Yeah, the dance. There's oh, a Michoacan. dance. Yeah, Michoacan. That's right. So they go out and they dance <laughs> and like they have these boots and, they, and like whoever's sicker has the longer ones, dude. Like yeah. it's like, like so there's dudes just boots that are just fucking like eight feet long. They're just like fucking so dancing sick. and they're all, they're all curled and shit and they're just like dancing. Do and going, they have like, to hold them? No, no, dude. It's that, that's what pussies do. Pussies hold their boots, right? <laughs> no. oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my boots are too long. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's like an actual fucking cultural thing out there. It's been happening forever. It's like a legit it's like the chicks that grow do. their fingernails super long. It's the same thing, but it's a dude version. No, I think those are cokeheads. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't, the, there's girls that grow their fingernails long. Oh, yeah, dude. The, the, the chick that had the longest fingernails in the world just cut them finally. They're called witches. They're like, they're like 14 <laughs> feet long or some shit like that. Jesus. She had to like carry them like behind her. Imagine the smell. Yeah, oh, how am I gonna walk dude. around with this? Imagine how forever. thick. Imagine how thick they are at the base. Like after she cut them, like imagine how far her fingernails come off her fingers. So now. much doo doo. Oh man, dude. dude gets, there's no way you can wipe itchy your down there. She could not wipe. I just realized she that, has dude. a bidet, dude. A bidet for sure. It's a dude. bidet. A foot. Yeah. A foot. A foot powered bidet, dude. God, man, it's disgusting. Either that or her husband did it for her. That's a good. That's a good man. But anyways, uh, next question. <laughs> he liked it. I'm sure. Oh, Wait. we're going. We're going to pictures. 
Hopefully Sorry. the boots. Hopefully the boots, not the Did fucking just... fingernails. What? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. This, this is the boots, dude. These are the pointy boots. I, I want the those. Fuck. Up, I swear dude. to God, this is like. I oh, want those boots. Where'd you get this picture? MySpace. Those are, those are <laughs> shitty ones. Go to go to that that fourth picture on the bottom with those actual guys that have like the professional made ones. What this? Yeah, that one. Those are like the legit ones. See yeah, like avant-garde sick. cowboys, dude. Okay, dude. it's 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 fucking following us now, guys. It's following us. It's, it's my fault. I said it too many times. I said it too many times in the beginning of the podcast, and now hey, it's fucking. You can it's gone to boots. You can manifest things. You can manifest things. That's now I now I back the now I back the movement, dude. I guarantee that'll be the name of an odious mortem demo song in the future. Avant-garde Cowboys. Cowboys. (laughs) Oh my God. It's it's, it's cool to see like, you know, it's just, they threw it when they first showed me those pictures, my buddies, I was like, shut the fuck up, dude. Dude, I mean, I thought thought I was being like punked or something. And I was like, cause they look so extreme. So if you, you know, we've seen shoes the way we've seen shoes our whole life. And it's like it's like showing someone that's listening to Madonna only like, hey, here's Corpse Grinder, dude. Check it out. You know, it's like the same kind of like dichotomy. You're just like, fucking Jesus Christ, this is way too crazy. But uh, no, it's a fucking big thing, man. They're, they take it very seriously out there. I will have a pair. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Those are that. that's like if you're a boot guy, that's like some fucking that's like your that's like the of your collection you know nah, you have those nah. that'll be so funny on stage doing the dance too because it's like i need a flip-flop team. version dude i need oh dude version. there's no just way the back end work. the back end <laughs> <girls>. <laughs> like a mullet version like a mullet fucking oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna custom make anthony a pair pointy I think, pointy I think flip-flops we... avant-garde flops yeah oh, dude. <laughs> You know, you guys are speaking my language right now. <laughs> All right. Last question. And then we can just, you know, what bands would you hope to play with in the future? Akrakaka. Fuck yeah. Say it one more time. Akrakaka. No, oh, okay. I would say Akrakoke because I just yeah. don't want to say it. You, you want to make the E silent? I just see the word and I'm just it's an aggressive word and I'm like I'm not gonna try this I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. take the easy way out that's pretty much what Back I do. Oh, Anchor cock. Anchor cock. Oh yeah. That'd be sick. Um, yeah. Anchor cock. Cradle of Filth. Some of yeah, the cool British bands. Yeah, that'd be sick. Oh yeah. And then like the Dream Tour, <clears throat> you know, financially or something. Probably honestly like Slipknot. If like we got yeah did that that'd be like. Oh, it's so the childhood. It's like childhood check. You're check yeah. mark. Childhood. Like, yeah. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That'd totally. I feel like you guys could get like on the like just keep playing shows and keep playing like and inviting like other band people out there. I feel like one band like like Trevor from Black Dolly or something. Like this man's sick and just bring he'll bring you guys out. You know what I mean? It's like that's what's cool about uh. Well, you guys have the hooks. If you actually sit and pay attention, the hooks are there. The hooks are there for the bigger shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hooks, and the also it's got the underground stuff. It's got like all the. No, I know, but I'm saying like for a crowd like the bigger. That's the what I'm saying. It's like you crowd can... and shit like that. They're, oh, they love some, yeah, the yeah. hooks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, how could you get that crowd to? Well, Ben's gonna get the hooks when he gets those boots because they're basically hooks. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking when you said hook, I was like, oh, I know, I know. I was like, I'm gonna take the bait. I'm taking the bait. I'm taking the bait. <laughs> And I'm no. not speaking about avant-garde cowboys, dude. But hook. we're we're a corporate band. 
We do play <laughs> events. Nice. Oh yeah, you oh, guys yeah. have played some weddings, right? Yep. Yeah. We We've got played one weddings. We've played uh we played business uh yeah, business. graphic design companies like party. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. rad. Okay, so rad. do you when you do a wedding, do you learn non-metal songs? No, no we did a well, we did a wasp song by request. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. Metal, so if they asked, I mean in the, the page right, sure, it'd be sick. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's a uh, looking forward to the future for bands to try to make money, dude. You know, it's like play some events, you know, don't you have to play shows all the time. Play a fucking bar mitzvah. Stop being a I'm pussy. Like, one of the best concerts I've ever been to was a, an event. And I got invited to work it, but it just was sit by the stage. Make sure no one walks by. It was a Huey Lewis in the news, a pharmaceutical or pharmacist convention. <laughs> and they play like every hit. Cause they probably got paid, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. I bet. Oh my and god! I just gotta sit right on the side, and I was like, "This is so sick." <laughs> I would love to be like on acid at like a Huey Lewis in the News pharmaceutical <laughs> convention show. That'd <laughs> be cool. Like, just be like, "What the convention. fuck?" Like looking at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird, but it was awesome. New drug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They played that. Fucking awesome. Oh, did they play a uh, hip to be a square? No, they did. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, they did. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, they're song. definitely gonna get all the hits out, dude. I fly, I, I've seen them twice, and the first time was at a casino, and they played like mostly new songs and like weird doo-wop stuff, and it, the music was really quiet, and I could hear all the uppies talking over it, and I was like really pissed off. But then just that was like the redemption show it was it was really cool. That I'm is something. Sound, uh, okay. Sorry, I was just gonna say I'm gonna sound like an idiot right now, but was it uh, Back to the Future? Was oh yeah, was yeah. When I hear you, Lewis, I, th- I just think of Back to the Future. Love. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. like literally the the implantation that you have as a child is like when you hear Huey Lewis again, you're like, oh, Back to the Future. You know, your mm-hmm. brain goes Back to the Future. Like it's yeah. like it's like or perfect American fucking product Psycho, placement. right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that Classic big model that he had on it. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. But he had yeah. that song Back in Time too. Back in time, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The third one. Did he make them? That I think he made them both yeah. for Back to the Future one and two or something. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy how it paints like a whole movie for me just hearing like his voice. Mm-hmm. Like it's like doesn't matter what he says. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, back. It's like it was like already like locked in as a kid. I was like, all right, that's Back to the yep. Future. Let's move on. <laughs> don't need a credit card to ride on this. Tra- it's like, what? You don't need a credit card. Like, what is that? Like that line always just. But check it out, dude. Peter Cetera is Karate Kid and Three Men and a Baby on the same album, dude. It's uh, uh Power. Wait, 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 no, I just said Power of Love with Huey and Lewis. Is it the same song? Power of Love for Karate Kid. Am I right? I think Karate Kid isn't that like you're the best around. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Not Karate Kid. I think. No, dude, Peter Cetera had uh, a song on the talking about Back to Karate the Kid. Back to the Future. No, no, no. I, I moved on for to Petito. Oh, sorry. Fuck. Now I'm fucking up his name. <laughs> I'm Peter Cetera. My bad. Peter Cetera. He had uh, a song on Karate Kid. And in Three Men and a Baby, and they were both on the same album. I don't know. I, now it's <laughs> now it's fucking stupid. Now that <laughs> I have nothing to, I have that nothing the guy to add. from the room, the movie The Room, Peter Sist- Greg Sestera. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's seen The Room. I've I heard about The Room, but I've never actually seen it, dude. Is so The good. Room like it's the one? 
that's known as like one of the worst movies of all time. Is that? But it's the worst best. That's it's like it's like best. it's like a troll two kind of thing. That's uh, a movie. Know. Yeah, yeah they, they, there's they dude, there's very very like res- dudes that I highly respect that love that shit. So I'm like, it's pretty good. I I love awkward shitty like moments. That's like my favorite part of life. I I, I haven't. I can't like I'm not mentioning the room, but like like Troll Two, like how like it's supposed to be known as the worst movie, like quote unquote worst movie of all time. Like I love the fucking the way actors come in and just like say something all shady and walk out. Like it's like one of the best comedies of my life. It's like yeah. seeing like like watching actual fuck ups when they think that they think they're just nailing it. Like that's like I don't know. I just love that. <laughs> Shitty acting. Troll, Troll Two is good. The documentary uh, they made on it, and oh, that's really like a fest, and everyone's laughing at it, and then the director's like, "No one understands my movie," and he's like, he still <laughs> thinks it's like really serious as day. And I think that makes it better because like, yeah, intended it to be bad. <laughs> I know it's like a like a birds aren't real kind of thing. It's like no one like there's people that don't like don't get it, and they come in, they're like, "What the fuck?" Like, what are we talking about, dude? And we're just like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Like people that come in, the birds aren't real shit. I'm just like, "Ooh, I can't wait. This is a new." Yeah. A new victim we can like like he's all dude i killed birds? a bird the other day dude <laughs> like, <laughs> birds aren't real huh Have i don't you know about that? birds that's a movie so no no no. so it's a it's a it's a satire group that got oh. together it's a one I dude it, that i just, thought it was a movement i mean it kind of is it is uh, no it's, it, it's definitely a movement dude they uh-oh. went to twitter they went to twitter um about two months ago and they went there and they they were fucking like thousands of people outside like protesting twitter saying birds aren't real and that they have to change their logo and the ceo came out and like got the joke the ceo came out and was just all like dude we're gonna change our logo fuck this we're done and then he fucking resigned right afterwards damn <laughs> like i know i'm like that's like they're they like fucking it. gangster and, and actually right now uh okay but l- so real quick i just want to know like their the, what's their pitch like give it to dude, me it's in, like, already just sentences i don't i shouldn't even have to tell you I mean, I know that are birds real. Birds are, are birds real? Have you seen them? Birds are definitely real, dude. Okay, okay. So, what's people picketing that they're not? I don't know. I, I know, but the, they they should have be they should be saying something like funny with it. Like it's all funny. Everyone's in character when they show up. It's all like a big joke. It's all like everyone's showing That's up. Too avant garde for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I See, want them so, to have like so, fake. Facts, obviously, for Anthony though, like, too. I want no, them to have fake facts. fake facts. They have fake facts. They said that every bird was killed in like 1978 by the government, like 3.2 billion birds. That's were... what I'm looking for. And they go on the news and shit, and they like fucking like they buy billboards in LA saying birds aren't real and shit. And like they do like funny ass things. It's making fun of all the crazy conspiracy, like insane conspiracy people. I wonder if there's like one dude who really started Googling it, like those pigeons, dude. They do no. move kind of funny. <laughs> Well, my favorite part is the people that go in the comments are like, dude, what are you talking about, dude? They're fucking real, dude. But in the, all the fucking people that are like in on the joke, just like murder him. They're like, what are you like? You're fucking you're a spy, dude. What's going on? Like, I don't know. They like all just like take him down. Know, it's like a big joke. But anyways, it's super funny. It's got <laughs> multiple sex across the country. It's probably got a million followers. Well, birds aren't real, but I know that Zoss fucking real, dude. OK, ha- that's good. That's good. Right now, dude. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Both, dude, uh, so I'm having a great time on guard. Right Way to save the episode. Yeah, the episode, dude. the whole episode's gonna be ruined on Birds Are Real. No, let's talk no, about it more. No, I, 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 <laughs> I asked the question, he answered, it, and I loved it, dude. Yeah, people are making weird shit, and I love it. <laughs> so, so 
what are you guys up to now? What's what's next for the band? You guys had a sick tour in fall 2021. It's been a couple months. What's going on now? Getting busy. Yeah. 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 New album coming Finishing up. new album, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. New how, designs, man. new merch. Same how uh, far are you through the album right now? We have, like, too much music in a way. Um, Not a problem. Kind of, like, narrow it down and see what we like. And, uh, you know, as everyone knows, it's been a weird couple of years. So it was like kind of hard to want to get creative at times. Um, but yeah, we've pushed through, made some good stuff. But doing the tour really like reinvigorated us, I'd say. And yeah, gave can us I some ask, power back. Yeah. Can I ask what the best uh, shows on that tour were? Santa Cruz, obviously, number one. And then obviously, was- Santa Cruz was up there, but. Pretty Pomona. much every show is really sick. Uh, yeah, Pomona was really good. Medford. Medford was fun. Albany. Um, yeah. I think probably the most people at a show is Albany, California. And we played with Succumb. That was like really surprising oh, how many people that were there. Uh, yeah, they were Pomona all good shows. Good. It didn't matter there if there was 10 people or, you know, over 100. It was like uh, it was everyone was stoked. Yeah, I really liked uh, the Cupertino shows. That was all ages. Yeah. And oh, that was probably the most like crowd interaction response we had the whole time because, oh, you know, they're young and like had energy, but people were like singing along and jumping on stage and making chimpanzee noises. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was sick. But it was cool. Like, I've never, like, we've done tours before, but it was mostly relying on hope we play with this good band and they bring people and they like us. And we made fans, but this is the first time in this band or any band I've ever been in. It's gone on tour and people are showing up like in our shirts, knowing words, like being like, I'm so excited to see you. I'm like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. I don't think anyone did. I'm trying to look up one of your your speeches from one of the, this last tour. (laughs) (laughs) Just to show people, just to show people like how hard I was like, it's so like, your confidence in what you're saying i'm just like oh totally and then it just like takes a right <laughs> turn and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like that's even funnier dude that's way better <laughs> like you just keep going and uh yeah I, I have to find a good one but anyways i didn't well if you guys want to set up another tour at any point hit me up because i'm trying to book some stuff so same for if you guys want to come up north yeah we that'd usually, be awesome tyler's the man with uh booking that's his that's his uh, main squeeze there. Yeah. Um, I love Seattle, dude. Yeah, Seattle's yeah. dope. Yeah, how is uh Seattle? The uh, um <laughs> it's gone downhill. Hopefully oh, no. it turns around, but the crime is uh pretty bad. It's kinda like a lot of big cities, it's just like more expensive and more gentrified, but also getting more shittier and dangerous too. And it's like you want to fight for it to make it a better place, but like it does kind of wear you down. You know? And when I say I love Seattle, it's literally me popping into that place for one day and having yeah. a good time and then leaving. So it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't really, I'd be like, Oh dude, I had a good time in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's what That's, I yeah. Somebody no, it is. Races. It's beautiful yeah. here. It is really cool city. And I've gotten like a lot out of living here and you know, met, one of my best all-time friends and gotten a lot done. But, but we, we, I feel the same way about San Francisco too, dude. And like, I don't like going into the city. It's not like chill. 
very yeah, you're like right situations. there too totally yeah. oh yeah i think most people i mean it's like san francisco kind of like went to seattle and portland like kind of spread out it's like those those are kind of like the same spot now you know what i mean like it's just kind of like a you go there like i as a kid i went there for shows it was like shows like so much fun like you get you get there see the show get the fuck out of there and then like you go back home you know it's like for me that was like the allure of that and like yeah. you go there now and like all the like a lot of metal heads are gone and stuff because they all had to move because it's too expensive and then like it's just like you know just kind of like it's starting to like be a different place from just like this is this is like a mecca of metal yeah. like what the fuck's going on yeah and all uh all the uppies are like we're in our town still but you know <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Really like, i've lived here for two years like honestly like oh yeah a lot of our friends just don't live in the city anymore ben and i are lucky we have like the coolest landlord like ever so yeah like if we didn't have this guy or they told the building like there's no way we would be in city limits anymore yeah mm. that's kind of, that's no kind of like me and uh santa cruz it's like yeah. so expensive here it's like one of the top most expensive places in the world uh, united states and uh if we didn't have friends like we wouldn't you know it's like mm-hmm. would the rent would be literally i don't know double probably what we pay now like mm-hmm. yeah and it's already a lot but like it'd already be like du- it'd be double people would pay that easily you know mm-hmm. it's like all about like the people you know in a city and that's pretty much like who keeps you there and then like when when things get like out of control, like I look at like prices for houses nowadays, I'm just like, oh, one bedroom for one point two million. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. Is that is that a good price? Is that good? Like it's like it starts to get like, all right, well, that's not even that's like, OK, fifty nine hundred a month. All right. Can I do that for one bedroom? You know, it's like it starts to get to a point where it's like that's like not it's a, a thing you can do. Yeah, it's like it's like who can do that? It's like a super rich person come and buy it and then they can live there. But like as far as like getting a mortgage on like a two million dollar place it's like two million dollars it's like fucking almost 10 grand a month it's like insane it's, yeah it's ridiculous and like yeah. with all the remote work and stuff okay yep. mention, yeah I'm, i grew up in boise idaho and like it's like you could buy a house there for one hundred eight thousand two hundred. it's really nice then like in last year all these people from california remote oh, workers yeah. are working there and it went up like an insane amount it's like scary actually no i'm like scared to ever go through boise with like california plates because i have a bunch of friends that have moved out there and they're just like they fucking hate california (laughs) like because it's like it's totally like up their economy and as far as like cost of living you know it's like like more than here in a lot of areas in just like less than a year jesus and it's like fucking five feet in snow and like people are like it's like more than fucking cal like you know or Fucking so the tech boom brought a bunch of people to Cali. It it like kicked them up out. Some shit, and then a big old fucking like explosion of like little sp- spider fucking babies crawled out onto the United States and went yep. elsewhere. Is that what exactly? You guys are yeah, like yep. a real estate in like Montana and all these cool places where you're like, okay, at least I can go there. Like, no, you, you can't anymore. It's, <laughs> well, it's kind of maddening actually. <laughs> Yeah, at least oh, yeah. at least they have sushi now. Finally, so that's and, real life. And, and Pilates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna move to Alabama eventually, whether my wife likes it or not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the last place that's like not spiking right now. Probably. Dude, as far as, you know, Dude, as far as like ca- cost of living, there's, there, I mean, there's like there's cool spots and cool cities in every state. There's like there's like you know like when you I first learned this going to Texas and being like oh in like 2007 or six for the first time and like like oh this is austin it's kind of like here it's kind of cool you know it's like not like when when i went there i was like seeing a bunch of confederate flags and shit i'm from santa cruz i'm like jesus christ these guys are 
aggressive like what's going on here? you know and then you get to austin's like what's up dude we're back in santa cruz dude and shit's fucking the quarter of the price you know it's like i could see yeah. myself moving here then the whole fucking world caught on to that exactly now that, that's that like austin went up now. the more than any other city yeah. i believe last year totally yeah i think more people moved to idaho though than any other state last year they moved out of or in into oh yeah, yeah. people oh, aren't leaving there <laughs> i kind of want to up with the with the uh a video of one of uh, Tyler's uh, tirades on a live show. All right, just do it. Let's hear some banter, dude. <laughs> I'm just trying to banter, dude. Let's put him on the spot right now. I'm down. No, because that was one of the parts that made me fucking crack. It's like a cephalic carnage thing. It's like cephalic carnage is like. But we should have we should have picked out like his favorite banter. Yeah, I'm just gonna put him on the spot though. It might not even be good. <laughs> Whatever. That's just like that's like Fuck yeah, sexy dude. Ebola, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death metal stand up. Yeah. I know it's great. I remember watching it, just be like, holy shit, this is like the funniest thing I've ever seen. On it is. Like, the lyrics of that song are like really kind of scary, but uh, I think it's funny. Yeah, just... Do you not know what you're least... like? You're going into it. I know. I asked this in the beginning. Like, you know the song that's coming up next. Do you just go like you know the song title? You have like a couple like avenues you can go down, and you just fucking run with it. Yeah, like there are picks. Like I did a like sexy Ebola came up like an earlier show, and I like brought that back. So there might be things I have. At one point, it all came up from on the spot. I never like planned it out. Um, and all like if there's a piece I like, I might bring it back another show. But really, I just try to uh, stream of conscious. That's conscious. called yeah. writing on stage, dude. That's what the comedians yeah. call writing on stage. Oh it's yeah. Fun. I never. No, that's awesome. I'm never gonna get to do that in like real life. So. <laughs> I know. I feel like if you don't think if you had a guitar in your hands, you could you could have that confidence to do like a open mic or something. <clears throat> I could do not like in that sense. I maybe go down to Pike Place with my acoustic and start screaming that shit at people. And <laughs> maybe I blend in with all the other crazy people downtown. I just ignore you. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> They just take the money out of your hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that, dude. Now it immediately hooked me. I was like, this band's got the, all the funny things. This is an entertainment thing. I'm here for entertainment. I got all of it. So anyways, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I want to put on a put on a show and people like enjoy themselves and totally laugh and have a good night and go home and be like, I really like that. And our songs, like the lyrics can be like kind of uh, nihilistic and depressing, but I don't want them to come to our show and feel awful. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. That's well, awesome. no, I mean, there's, there's a pot, there's an uplifting aspect to a lot of parts of your music as well. That's yeah. There are, there are like, it is a, a lot of darkness, but in not every single song, but some of them we do throw in like a, 
yeah, message of hope. I guess you, could you guys fall into the category of what I call journey music. So if I'm on a long drive, your album will be played from front to back on that drive and it will be the soundtrack to that drive until it's done. Hell yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, the, and it's because of those, those dips and valleys of um, the emotional whirlwind, you know, mm-hmm. the darkness and the light, you know, and you yeah. guys do the, the duality of that blends. You actually blend it very well to where it from front to back, you're taken through a journey. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for no, taking me guys. on the journey. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> I like that. I think, yeah, there's a, uh, there's legitimacy and darkness and light. I've always liked, you know, fucked up horror movies and books and uh, thinking about dark things, but I'm not going to like become the darkness. Maybe we're like, you know, venturing in there with like, we're like a flashlight or something. That's kind of how I look at it. That's totally nice. do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, fuck nihilism. That's yeah. what it, we're, <laughs> we're that striving to be too. We're just happy, chill mm-hmm. dudes that like to hang out with people and be cool and have a good time. But we do, you know, express the, you know, existential angst and mm-hmm. anger that we have too through our music. I mean, it's like a common like thing with all bands, like metal bands. Like you see Tyler on stage just now. Like this is Tyler chilling. This is Tyler as himself. Like he's, you know, on stage he's like this he takes over he's like this like yeah. oh, you know comes over and like and comes and he's actually just a chilled fucking mellow he's basically making you laugh making you feel the vibe actually feeling the part and then you know like that's basically the way he, he gets you know most metal people get their shit out just like on stage get it out and then be chill mm-hmm. you know it's a it's a form of therapy totally authenticity yeah, mm-hmm. that too. That I is think a I think key that, point too. that that one thing I'll say about our group is that we're authentic and we're ourselves. And I think just because of that reason and our friendship, that's like the power mm-hmm. that, totally. that we have. That's a big that's a big part, you know, because or else it's just, you know, some dickhead and his, you know, guy he pays for or whatever in the band or it's not it's not an impact, you know. Like I love how we we, we drop the bomb, you know. Oh yeah, and I think and I think that's the the secret ingredient. Totally, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, well, f- dude, I fucking I'm super stoked you guys decided to do this, and I remember uh, me and Ben have been talking for a while back and forth, and I'm glad you guys all came on and fucking Tyler, you're fucking awesome too, man. On stage, I was like blown away by your presence, and like I've said a million times, but uh, keep going, man. I don't know. Do you guys ever see yourself like I don't know? ever doing the metal blade thing or is that just going to be diy the whole way they'd have to pay us out fat and then like, we a, keep, like it's more like you work for us bitch yeah yeah <laughs> i mean of course i would love to do that like, yeah bigger tours and all that i would, I would lo- absolutely love to yeah what's gonna happen uh, remains to be seen i guess yep well fuck i oh, think dude. uh i think if we keep going though this will just become We'll never have to, have never to stop notice. creating, dude. Never stop creating because you gain some fans just in this podcast right here, us alone. And all you, you know, 
regular dudes that watch this shit every week. If you have not listened to this band yet, get the fuck on it right now. Where like, can people seriously. buy your shit? Is it the Bandcamp? Is yep. it the Bandcamp? All our albums are free to download too, or just pay what you want. Um, fuck yeah, it's on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, all that. Uh, you know, you shipped kid stuff. You shipped. Uh, I remember I I scrolled back to when you released. You guys said that you shipped like to like Kazakhstan and like all these other countries. We, like yeah, it was uh yeah pretty trippy. Like. <laughs> That is pretty everything. wild to figure out like all the like little pockets of the world that you've reached, you mm-hmm. know, uh, just in general, us talking as artists that have put our music out, like to find out like there's a, a fan in the Congo and you're like, what the fuck in the Congo? Dude? <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It, it, yeah, no, it feels really good, dude. Just that that's like the main thing for me and i know everybody wants to get paid and shit but i'm like also the distribution is that's i don't want to start that big conversation at the end of this again it's too big Uh, i just like i just like people being exposed exposed Mm -hmm. to the art that's the main thing first and then you come back if you really like it come back and buy a (laughs) t-shirt uh I'm sorry. I should have done this at the beginning, but I have a show to plug. I'm going to plug it right now, guys. Plug it. Go plug it. Plug me. So last to Lucy first show of the year, Pound Bar, Southgate, California, which is, you know, Los Angeles area. We're playing with Inhuman Atrocities and a bunch of other bands who you can see below. Some of these are DJs and rappers, actually. It's like a mixed... uh, genre show uh but yeah this is sick and then um it's it's there's flyers uh out there for a couple other shows in february so you can peek around and see what we're doing already if you want to check that out uh but we'll we'll announce it again but uh shout out to the ominous ruin guys basically i'm gonna give it away we're doing more shows with ominous ruin so boom homies continuing to homie together so yes yes firestone boulevard yeah, that's Firestone Boulevard. I, it might just be a house. I was told. <laughs> L, L, L.A. house shows are dope, man. Exactly. So Dude, house uh, shows in general, man. Those old school house shows. I yeah. like. Yeah. Had some of the most fun like playing just a house show rather than playing yeah. like a house of blues or something. And it's like, yeah, like just have fun. Like the energy's there, and you get to just put your instrument down. It's not like a manager going, like, "Hurry up!" Like you got a fucking changeover. And, you know, it's just like you're done and just go hang out with people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hopefully we do that. So, oh yeah, but yeah, dudes, thank you guys for coming on, and I'm glad I made this all happen inadvertently somehow. I'm glad as out. well. Yeah, Me thank too. you. Nice meeting everyone. We really yeah. appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Totally. Yeah, I'm gonna get, yeah, I'm gonna get sure. your guys's information. Oh, yeah. Totally. Fuck yeah. Oh like yeah. Guys. We'll we'll be available yeah. for you, dude. Yeah. And uh, one more time on uh, the homies at Battle Forged Coffee. <laughs> What up? Go get Battlefield. Do they sell barrels of the coffee? No, they don't. No barrels of coffee have ever been sold from (laughs) Battleforged Coffee. All right. Love you guys. And uh, yes, we'll be here next week as always. Thank you so much, Ben and Tyler, for hanging out with us tonight. And uh, everybody have a great weekend. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please fucking subscribe. If you haven't tell your homies, 
and spread the word. Cali Death Podcast will live on with you guys as our help. Love you guys. Rock on. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.